0: All right, the green light is on. All right, so Cocoa Talk, episode 65, take two, is live, and I'm going to try to play the intro again. I don't know if it's going to pick up where it left off or what the hell it's going to do. I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest with you. Let's try to play the intro again, let's see what's going on here. There we go. This is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. Streaming live on YouTube and Roku, available as a podcast, and enjoyed the world over. And now, here's your host. That's right. Welcome to Coco Talk, episode 65, everybody. I am your host. Okay, so Diego is calling in. But here's the problem, Diego. Al Hartman's calling in. Okay, we got we got Al Hartman. I see that Diego is trying to call in, but I don't know Diego. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear us, Diego. But you need to add uh, Coco Talk as a contact before you can join, because I cannot add you to the call. Um, Al Hartman just joined us from the bridge of the Enterprise. All right, we're here, guys. Sorry, after a brief. Technical difficulty here. Literally, a minute after we went live, my uh, Windows PC gave me the uh, sad face of uh, Crash. It's no longer the blue screen of death. and that You now get a little sad face emoji saying, we're sorry, we suck. Um, It took about a minute and a half for it to do its uh, (laughs) core dump. And once it finished its core dump, then I had to wait for all my 400 apps to start up, you name it. So we're here. We're live. Uh, We're back. It's episode 65. Of course, I had saved things um, that did not get saved. I changed the topic, which we don't even know what the topic is today. Surprise, surprise, right? So, anyways, we're here. And we have people on the show, and that's great, and we're happy to have you all here. We've got a new face to the show, so we're going to play that game that we love to play. Let's put a stranger on a on the spot and have him tell us his life story. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, but let's go around the room and let's see who's here. Today we have the um, the host with the least, Grant Leedy, is with us. Hey, Grant, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> see see what happens
1: whenever you make fun of me? The the whole show just
0: cram. Yes, karma. Karma's, yeah. How's it it going, everybody? (laughs) As the old saying go, karma's only a bitch when you are. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, welcome back, Greg. It's nice to have you here. We have the thunder from down under Mr Nicholas Morentes. good day, Nick Good day everyone yep uh, that was a very professionally professionally
2: staged uh, crash there um Steve <laughs> very good
0: <laughs> This was an emergency drill we had to go through the procedure what would happen if my computer actually crashed during a live broadcast and so that's that was right. that's right so who needs contingency contingency <laughs>
3: plans what, what if, if we, we had another We EMT. do it live
4: <laughs> Yes. Oh, we it's,
3: just do it live.
0: <laughs> we'll do it live! What is this to play us out? Um, <laughs> we're very lucky to have with us a, uh, a multinational celebrity, as seen at PenFest, as seen at KorgsCon, as seen at cocoa Fest, as seen at Hamvention, creator of the second best piece of hardware to hit the Coco since the Coco SDC, it's switcheroo creator himself, Mr. Jason, the Coco Man Reichert. Welcome, Jason. <coughs>
4: Hey, hey, yeah, All there right.
0: we go, there's my, there's my theme song. <laughs> Jason is here, we've got another one of our foreign dignitaries uh, from the great white north, we have D. Bruce Moore, how's it going, eh? Uh, going good, eh? It's going good, okay, so somebody just mentioned to me that um, that the output is blurry. Uh, I don't know, can you guys see the bandwidth on this? I don't know what the bandwidth is like. Looks um, good here.
5: Looks, Looks good on my good. end.
2: No problem here. Doing
0: our okay. Coco TV. For me. All right, uh, it is what it is. Welcome back, Bruce Moore. We'll we'll catch up with you hopefully in a bit. Um, Terry Steen is with us. How are you, Terry? Yeah, I'm doing great. How you doing, Steve? Great to have you. Hey, Terry, where do you uh, roughly live at again? Oh, I I'm in uh, Virginia. Virginia and uh, yeah, what, Richmond. What what was your date of birth again? Uh, oh,
1: well, in the street I grew up on, and yeah. my best friend. Last four, last
0: four of your social, uh, your favorite pet. numbers. Pet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, and we have with us Al Hartman. Welcome, Al. How are you?
6: Uh, doing okay. Proud owner of an MC10 now.
0: Excellent, excellent MC10. Steve Yerk would be proud. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Sure.
7: <laughs> would be something, We're sure. sorry. And, and we I ha- just yesterday
6: my composite mod. I'm gonna put that in soon. And saving up my
0: pennies for an MCX 128. There you go. It's good to have uh, plans and goals in life. So that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, we have with us friend of the show, Nick Marota. How are you, Nick?
3: I'm good. How are you doing, man?
0: Good. And you are in uh, somewhere in the French speaking part of Canada, right?
3: No, I'm very close. I'm in Ottawa. Which is okay. right on the border of Ontario
0: and Quebec. Okay, and have you been able to do your homework assignment and translate to us the Coco Do lyrics? Uh, uh, I have not yet. <laughs> we'll get on that. Though. Shame on you! All right, we'll get that. We'll get that going. do you know the uh, Quebec
3: French language
8: police after us. So.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, welcome. To, we also have with us another nice special guest here, Steve Batson. How are you, Steve?
8: Doing good. Been too yeah. busy to get on here live, but uh, decided I needed to take a break today and get on here again.
0: again welcome back. And what, what rough uh, part of the country are you in? I'm Sacramento, California. Sacramento, California. All right. Then we have the angry Muppet himself, Richard Lorbieski. How are you, Richard? Uh, just filling my community
9: service. I mean I'm here under protest, so <laughs> the longer we're here, the better off, you know, that I can fulfill it.
0: That's it. You're getting your time off for good behavior, right? So <laughs> sentence served, right? So um another Canadian. This show would not be uh Coker I, talk I, without uh, I, think, I think it's more of a
10: uh, Community service for the rest of us having to put up with Richard, and myself.
0: Uh-huh. Uh. From Oh Canada, we have L. Curtis Boyle. Hello, and good afternoon. Hello, everyone. And how's it going, eh? Um, pretty good, eh? And last but not least, from the uh, very cool and temperate Arizona.
11: Cool Ooh. and temperate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People and are wet, making I'm cookies in their car. <laughs> okay? That's how yeah. hot it is. We have Rondelvo. How about you? How are you, how you doing? You we're doing, doing good. So we're here. We're the train wreck has begun. The train is rolling. Uh, it's been another good week. Um so why don't we do this? Why don't we um there's a few people on the show who aren't on the show all the time and so we'll get all of you guys to let the viewers at home know a little bit about yourself and when you when you want to share your life story let's keep it to maybe two minutes ish but i'll start with um i'll start with al hartman to put you on the spot you've you've joined us recently for a Cocoa talk after dark where we did a retro talk um i'm trying to add terry steen to the group call here Uh, not terry steen but paul barton Paul Barton, I'm trying to add you to the group call. It's not coming through. Paul T. Barton, I don't know why. It won't let me add you. Uh, I don't know if he's on an outdated version of Skype. Can't add you. All right, so we'll try that again. But, hey, uh, Al Hartman, welcome back to the show. Uh, How are you?
6: I'm doing okay. Um, I have been a TRS-80 owner since 1979 when I got my first TRS-80 Model 1. (coughs) <coughs> a couple years later, went to work for Radio Shack, and uh, so I was in on the COCO premiere coming out, all the different TRS-80 models, and I worked for Spectrum projects for a while out. and then Spectrum sent me over to Zebra Systems, and I worked with Zebra Systems, which was right next door to uh, Colorware and Alpha Products, so I worked with those guys, so I've been around in the Cocoa Market quite a bit, did several Rainbow Fests um, as a vendor with Spectrum and Zebra. Oh, neat. And uh, those were a lot of fun. I wish I could get to the, what is that? what do they call that, the, the last Rainbow Fest?
10: Last Cocoa Fest. Last Cocoa
6: Fest. Yeah, I want to get to one of those. They look like they're a lot of fun. And I just, like I said before, I just got an MC10. Nice. Beating my head against the wall, trying to get a copy of a uh, Spectrum project color microterm into the library for people to be able to use. And it turns out the thing does nothing if you don't have a modem hooked up to the micro, you know, the MC10, so that it sees the modem. So if you don't have a modem, it just hangs.
0: Ah, okay. So it's a terminal program that doesn't just load up to a screen. It it expects hardware. Or... Yeah. Well, it's ah.
6: definitely a terminal
11: program. Ah. I got go. a question for Mr. Hartman. Yes, sir. Mr. Hartman, is your wife Mary Hartman? Mary Hartman? No, that was
10: my aunt. <laughs>
6: oh. <laughs> 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 well, Al, are you very still cool. on the East Coast? Or? Yes, I uh, live in Kingsburg, New Jersey. Right probably,
10: you might be closer to uh, Tandy Assembly then, and actually, since you have Model 1 experience, that might make a good show for you to go to as well.
6: Yeah, I still have my original Model 1. Unfortunately, someone who helped me move dropped it. Uh, so it's no uh, longer working. Uh, but I did mm-hmm. get several other Model 1s from various, one from PCF and one from an estate sale, and they both work. And I have an LMW 80, which I love. I have always wanted one of those, I used to sell those. And uh, and because I, I worked for two companies that sold them, one with a Corvus hard drive, and one a uh, place called Stony Clove Computer Center in Manhattan, and they sold uh, all the Percom products, disk drives, doublers, all of that, and then we sold L 80s. So I've been lusting after of those. I finally got one on eBay
7: a question, now, This is uh, Bruce here. Did you say you worked for Radio Shack initially?
6: Yes. Yes, when I was um, 18. Okay. I worked for the King's Plaza Brooklyn Radio Shack.
0: Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn. Okay. okay. Welcome to Brooklyn Radio Shack. I got your electronics right here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get down to Fort Worth?
6: Um, yes, we went down. Bob Rosen and I went down for the Fort Worth Rainbow Fest. What's and Bob
11: Rosen doing these days?
6: haven't got a clue. Last I heard, he was running a company called Spectrum Sports, and he was selling autographed baseballs, uh, sports cards, jerseys, hats, and he had gotten married and lived out in Long Island somewhere, and I haven't heard from him, and...
0: I just want to say, Al. It sounds like the bridge of the Enterprise has a problem with its mufflers because every time you're speaking, I hear some rumbling sounds. So I don't know what the background interferences are. Are you, are you in warp drive right now, or are, you, are you going through maybe an ion storm or something? No, that
6: may be my air conditioner.
0: Okay, all right. You might you might need to call an interstellar repairman. I'm not sure if they're uh, they're going to reach you on subspace frequencies, but maybe get that uh, so get that emergency shot out there. Um, very cool. Well, well, we're glad to have you back on the program. I'm going to get around here and get a few more intros on some of our not always guests with us. They're just to get them to remind us who they are and tell some people who maybe haven't seen them in the past on here. So how about we go back just a little bit too to Terry Steen. Terry, you've only been on a few times. You want to give us a little um, brief history of what you've done in the past with the Cocoa and maybe what you're doing now in the retro hobby? Uh,
1: well, um, right now I'm in a uh, kind of like a reacquaint myself with it mode. But uh yeah, I was, I was a teenager in the 80s and uh, got my first cocoa in 79 and uh, learned how to do basic and assembly. And Wait a second, you, you got a Coco in
0: 79 before they were even publicly Time released? Time No, that was, uh, <laughs> it was 79. Uh, fact check. <laughs> it wasn't released until 1980, but yeah. uh, what well, if?
1: I, I was in Spokane, Washington in high school and okay. we moved down to California and I know I got it on the way down there okay so that's the best i can do for giving you an exact date all
0: right close enough hey but
1: um uh, yeah you ever in a, the basement
7: uh, of tandy center
1: by any chance to, to help to help uh <laughs> set the uh press or the uh validity it was a 4k coco standard basic and it was uh i think it was 425 dollars or something like that at the radio shack when we got it so it was it was one of the first ones off the line but uh yeah it was uh it was one of those things where it grew and i grew at the same time Mm because uh uh last one i actually used was a uh 512k coco 3 and then i just kind of faded out and didn't do it anymore so uh lately i've been uh just reacquiring hardware and trying to set things up and i was surprised when i took all my boxes out i found out my disk drive still worked and everything
0: so, wow very cool yeah
1: very i'm cool. i'm I'm kind of amazed that uh you know the stuff that I was looking at on my computer I'm like, oh, I lost this forever and then I also found out well, a lot of this stuff is out there on the line now, so yeah, you know and i i I found you because you were playing balloon fire, which it's not the only thing I've ever done, so
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well 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 Kurt well you're kinda like Steve Bjork. When we introduce you, we gotta pick one of the many titles, you know, like the guy who's so gotta who be made, Zaxxon every time. Yeah, the guy who made insert one of many here. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well because because of the, the time frame it was uh kind of boring, but I did uh Grey Lady, which was uh submarine game shooting the uh boats across the top and uh Gunfighter, which uh one of the games I used to play when I'd go to the arcade and uh I thought, oh, I'll just learn how to program using this thing. And that was, that was fun because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're doing the cosmic aliens, you know, it's like, oh, I have to do collision detection. And it's like, well, how do I tell if I hit the guy? And, you know, it's like, well, I'll, I'll tell by colors. So there's certain color patterns that are on the screen that mm-hmm. I would be able to tell if I hit a guy versus a cactus and things like that. So, but, um, uh, Yeah, but yeah, after I joined the Air Force, I just kind of got out out of it because I got into the PC stuff, and uh, I figured it was gone for good, but I kept all my stuff just because I couldn't say goodbye to it, Mm -hmm. and when I found you guys, I said, well, let me start opening this stuff back up, and I'm amazed at the
0: stuff that's out there. It is. Uh, So are you working on anything or going to start working on anything new or revisit something old or... Well, I'm I'm thinking about
1: projects, and right now I'm thinking about like refurbishment stuff. And like, you caught me opening boxes at the beginning, but uh-huh. like, here's my big old stack of cocos that I've been accumulating, and I got a couple of disk drives that I want to work on, and I got a multi-pack interface. I gotta uh-huh. I gotta clean out a corroded uh, contactor on it, mm. and. um uh, I got drive wire on the way. I got drive my, wire, like, a couple of sixty three oh nines. Yeah, <laughs> TTL. <laughs> well, that's what I got. I got the RS I got the sixty three oh nine, so I can take out my TTL and put in my CMOS now.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> David, Lab Stevie, would be proud.
10: Stevie, I put proud. a link in the uh, YouTube chat there uh, showing his great lady gaming. Yeah, know, yeah, and and
0: and uh, we've talked about this, Terry, and we we got to make it maybe make it more formal. But Curtis has got a list of a lot of your. Um, Games that made it was it T and D software you had released through? Yeah,
1: I had uh, uh, Jarb software, T and D software, and Chromaset.
0: Yeah. So, I think Curtis has got links to a few of those on his website, which is uh, lcurtisboyle.com. Um, and uh, he's got this Cocoa Games list. So, we would like to at some point in time maybe do a semi formal interview with you and maybe look at the games and maybe have you talk about them and things like that. So, we don't, we're not going to put you on the spot now, but just want to remind you about that. Maybe we can plan that down the road. Um, yeah. And, and, and I don't mind because
1: it, it's kind of like the one I did it, it was, you know, I was learning by the seat of my pants. You know, it's like get out a book uh I actually uh when I did machine language I made pokes into the uh screen memory so I could see my program going on the screen and then I would execute the first uh byte of screen memory to make my programs run cool. and just do the data that was on the screen so I could tell what was happening so that's so cool you know it's a whole lot different than somebody who said oh well I know how to program and I know how to do assembly and sit down and start writing you know
0: yeah so yeah. uh
1: it's it's fun. The old days was like, uh, you know, hey, what does this do? and you just jump on jump on it and take it
0: for a ride? Yeah, yeah. no that's cool.
1: Ter- Terry, I'm looking at that page with
6: your software, and uh, zebra Systems used to make the voice packs for Bob Rosen. So those spectrum project voice packs we used to make.
1: The voice packs?
6: Yeah, you don't think Bob Rosen, made them, did you?
1: <laughs> no, I I uh I didn't make the voice pack. I just did uh, software. That's I had accurate. I had the voice and speech stuff going
0: on. Oh, this is the best I can do. Let's see if I get up there. You, you have a cassette, even, huh?
1: Yeah. The, the this voice is, this pack is what huh? I use for my uh, yeah I have that voice
0: and sound on some of my software. Ah, neat.
6: I have those tapes. Um, I, I've been meaning to read those in. I don't know if they're up on uh, the archive, but I have a I have a Spectrum voice pack.
0: And I think I have a speech systems voice pack also. Cool, cool. Well, we're glad to have you here on the show, Terry. Feel free to chime in at any time. And um, I also want to recognize another notable um, addition to the panel today who is not always with us, uh, Steve Batson. Hey, how's it going, Steve?
8: Doing good, keeping busy. Um, As far as where I started, I think, this, this should be better for your correct time frame. I think I started around 81 when I bought my used Cocoa 1 from a friend of mine. I was in the military, and I I hardware hacked the heck out of the thing. Every time I saw some kind of article or anything that I could modify it with, I did a lot of that stuff because I had an background. And, of course, I learned a lot of uh, programming and stuff, which I ended up getting a job at Intel. I worked at Intel for 34 years. I didn't do really other than some of the projects i worked on i didn't write software for them or create chips i just most of my existence there was in it so um a couple years ago i i left intel when they were having a layoff i was able to do an early retirement so now i'm in the process of trying to since i'm still too young to get regular retirement of security or any of that i'm in the process of trying to uh build up a business so that's why i haven't been on here that often but definitely needing some more cocoa time i just need to find
4: <laughs>
8: more time to do it and there's so many things out there i do have a lot of the new products the sdc and a lot of ed stuff the video mm-hmm. enhanced made i've even got mc10 hacked up with uh, his his uh um composite video and the 128 so i don't really use that stuff right now all my stuff is packed up because i'm in the process of doing some home remodeling so any cocoa time just chatting or or um, using an emulator or something for right now
0: cool cool well well, and i should also mention too that you have been and i'm not i haven't been on the site in a while but you've been mostly handling our our rainbow.online website that we created And it made it had a small splash. I'm not sure what's going on um, with the Rainbow Online lately, but you've you've been mostly handling that. So thank you for (laughs) for at least making the effort. You know.
8: Yeah, no problem. I I haven't really had anybody submit anything for that. I do I do look at it to see if there's anything there, but it seems to be just sitting there idle for the most part. Yeah. Just so many outlets for cocoa sure, stuff. Sure, yeah, whatever. yeah,
0: yeah. So we threw it out there just yeah. to see what would happen, and yeah, whatever. But it's a domain main cost twelve dollars, you know. So there you go. I did notice we got a lot of Russian uh, people signing up for that. And if you, when you get, <laughs> if you're getting the emails of people, a lot of people are registering <laughs> that their email address is ending in .ru. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they love the
8: spam. I've been getting spam on some of my other websites. That yeah. Use as they find out and they just spam so it's Damn you mean russian. there wasn't a large
10: russian contingent of coco
8: users
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no um so cool thanks thanks uh, for being back with us steve and then now we're going to save the best for last because he's never been on the show before we've got a cocoa talk virgin in our midst um cool. we have with us right now mr nick Marota. how are you nick
3: Oh, way, way too much hype. Way
0: overhyped.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you forgot things. the
4: drum roll. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Yeah.
11: Well, it's better than the flush. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I found you. Uh, I found your videos, your Coco uh, video game videos, as a lot of people did. And that's how I found you, Steve. And I've uh, been uh, joining your uh, program, uh, mon- watching anyway, in YouTube for a while. And uh, here I am today. I had Dang. a Coco. Uh, I started off with a Coco 1 when I was in like grade 10, uh, back in the 80s. And somehow migrated to a Coco 2. I had a buddy who worked at Radio Shack. And I think he somehow got me uh, traded on a Coco 2. I don't remember buying it. And then I got a Coco 3. And uh, stupidly got rid of my Coco 2 and Coco 3 when I moved out of my parents' house. And wished I had them back again. So, oh, anyway. yeah. Well, Coco Three actually didn't work anymore, but Coco Two did. But uh, yeah, so now, and uh, I, d- I developed a love of programming. I programmed in Basic and a little bit of assembler, and then went on to do university uh, computer science, and I'm a software developer.
0: So, wow! What are you developing in now? What's the modern?
3: Uh Java.
0: Java. Okay. Not my not my favorite. That's one uh, next to the MC10. I think that's one of Steve Bjork's favorite things too. Is Java so.
3: I was actually going to buy an MC-10 back. I, my buddy who worked at Radio Shack talked me out of it and told me to get a cocoa instead. So uh, he uh, he saved my life, basically. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah so <laughs> that's a yeah, real friend. Yeah, think Friends don't let
0: friends
3: buy MC-10s. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a great quote. Friends don't <laughs> let friends buy MC-10s. <laughs> That, uh, matter of fact, that's going to be a retro swag T-shirt. I'm going gonna... <laughs> well, to.
8: means I don't have any friends.
6: <laughs>
4: oh. Then we just
10: need to get Steve Bjork and Jim Gary wearing one, and then like sitting next to each other. <laughs> uh,
0: if we can't make it happen for real, we'll at least Photoshop that some bitch, right? So <laughs> it
10: goes right along
11: with you know, this is your brain. This is your brain on MC10. Any right. questions?
0: Right. Um, so, what do you do now? Do you have real hardware now, Nick?
3: No, I play around a little bit with uh, the emulator. Yeah. Um, that's that's all I do for now. I've, I've been looking at uh, looking at cocos, just seeing what's out there to get another one again. Or uh, I don't know. I'm also interested in like Coco Pie. If that's a uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's a thing. I have one. Yeah. So I, yeah, got- I want
3: to get some sort of hardware again.
0: Yeah, mine's been sitting here staring me in the face, and um, I have it. I've used it twice just to see, what, see see how it works, and I really haven't taken too much advantage of the Cocoa Pie. It's it's a neat little thing, and um, I, I do speak to Ron Klein every now and then, and we've only Ron Klein and I have only been talking about this for I don't know a year and a half now. But I am like Ron, we got to get you know, you on here on a Saturday to talk about the Cocoa Pie project. Ron Klein's kind of, the, you know, the mastermind behind putting all these pieces together. Um, and, you know, he's a busy guy and I get it. But it's like I I could possibly show it. I could possibly demo it. But I'm, I'm not going to do it any justice, you know. Uh, I, it would be great to get Ron to really talk about it and all the moving pieces because there's so much going on with that Cocoa Pie. Not only is it an emulator, but it's also a DriveWire server. DriveWire. DriveWire. Um, it's an MC server, so if you have the uh, MCX128 you could plug into this with the serial cable and feed MC10 stuff over to your MCX128, which is like their version of DriveWire. drivewire. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that it does and um, you know it really we really need somebody who knows this to really talk about it properly. so hopefully we'll get Ron Klein on here one day to really do a proper cocoa SC Ron, Ron Delvo over there. Yeah. Messing with I'll his cocoa with pie. Time. You know. Uh, so it's it's neat. Um and but I I know without without Ron Klein, I'm we're really not gonna be able to do it justice. But so hopefully one of these days we'll be able to show that. And and there is a new update coming. I know there's a new MAME update coming to Raspbian and I, I know there's talks of possibly updating the project to work on the cocoa pie or what is it called the Raspberry Pi three B, which is the newer, faster one. Um so there's a few things around the corner.
4: Yeah, I want to try
3: Mame. I haven't tried Mame for Coco. I use Mame for video arcade emulation, but I have never tried yeah. it for uh, Coco emulation yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, when you say you use the emulator, you <laughs> which which of the emulators do you use? Yeah. Well, Mame
3: is a big monolith, right? Of everything, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I watched have the I think the last version of Mame I got was before they merged with MESS. So maybe okay. I uh, just straight Mame. Okay. Up with the versions. But uh, but yeah, for the Coco, I had all the I had all the toys. I had the multi-pack interface, and I had two two floppy drives, and uh, the CM8 monitor, and the DMP printer, and oh man, all the stuff I got rid of. So stupid.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. oh yeah. Regrets, right? <laughs> <laughs> joysticks, deluxe joysticks, and, uh, yeah. makes me mad every
3: time I watch the show.
0: And what, <laughs> what, what if you could we're go here to back you in time and, uh, <laughs> the show that makes you angry yes that's um
3: kidding. just regrets that's all
0: well we're glad to have you here and and just Thank so and just and, and so just so everybody knows i know i mentioned this and so if you're watching us live right now and you read the description of this video there is a link on how you can join us on skype Right. So you can add us as a Skype contact and you can join us on Skype. And just judging by the majority of the people on here, obviously, we don't have very high standards of who will let on the show. So thank you uh, very it, much. <laughs> <Thank> you. You're <laughs> really welcome. But um, no, I, I've always thought of this show as, you know, this is this is the, this is the democracy. This is the show for the people by the people and you know everybody's welcome to be on here there's no um you don't have to have a resume to be on the show and i'm not saying you do to be on any other show either but we're not we're not playing exclusive uh favorites here we're only going to let the a-list people on the show it's a good mix of everyone you know so we encourage and invite everyone to join us and we're glad that you're here today uh nick and, and please join us again diego you keep calling us and diego let me just see if i can answer diego real quick on my thing um Diego, Diego, can you hear me? I'm trying to answer him on my phone. So Di- Diego is calling us, and Diego, oh, you know why? Because I don't know why my phone still thinks it's connected to Bluetooth somewhere. Um, anyways, Diego, if you can hear me, which you can't because my Bluetooth headset's not in the same room, you gotta call us on the updated um, updated version of Skype. So yeah, as I was talking about Skype. So yeah, you can call us on Skype, and uh, in, in order to call us on Skype. Two things need to happen. You need to add us as a contact, because I can't add somebody to a group call who's not already connected to the Cocoa Talk account. But you also have to be on the latest version of Skype for either mobile or desktop or browser. Um, but if you've got an outdated version of Skype, they won't talk to each other. And I'm not sure how Diego's trying to call us right now, but I can't I can't bring him in. So I, I do apologize, Diego. If anybody can get a message out to Diego, uh, keep trying. Um, this is the, also the place where they uh, the judges sentence people
9: to do community service as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: if you need, to, yeah, if you if you've done something wrong, you're going to be on this show here as part of your punishment. Um, <laughs> all right, so how about we do this? How about we do? Uh, we're going to take a moment here to recognize some of our sponsors. It's we're about a half hour into this train wreck already. We're going to recognize some of our. Uh, so Diego says I just tried calling the latest one. Oh, maybe I need to accept your friend request. Hold on, Diego. Oh, that—that's the deal here. Add to contacts. Okay, my bad, Diego. Okay, Diego, I just—I just accepted your friend request, so try it again. Um, and we're gonna—I'm gonna let's while we're doing that, let's take a look at some of our sponsors, and then we'll take a commercial break, and then we'll actually start the actual show—a uh, show about nothing, right? So uh, I can't—I still can't answer your call, Diego. I can't answer it. I don't know why. All right, but let's look at our sponsors. Okay, so we want to recognize uh, the people out there and who are making stuff for us in the community like the Coco VGA project at cocovga.com. We want to recognize Troll Junior Richard Lorbieski at boysontech.com. Uh website that now actually has uh, content and products on it for you to order. Um, when you've done ordering the Boyson Tech Technologies, you can then return them to Retro Innovations at Go the number four retro.com. Just click on the return button. Say, Richard I think Norbert. we should just call him Troll Senior to make him feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, serving the color computer community for over 20 years with quality hardware products, we have Cloud9 Technologies at Cloud, the number nine tech.com. Uh, very cool do it yourself project. If you would like to make a self booting SD card for your Coco SDC, visit sdpack.com. If you do not already have a switcheroo, the second greatest invention for the color computer next to the Coco SDC. You want to visit cocoman.biz or coco3scartcable.com. Get yourself a Switcheroo today. Uh are we on are we on Roku, Ron delvo Yes, we are. Okay, so we are all streaming live on Roku on the Coco TV channel. Thank you to Roger Taylor. Um you can get yourself some cool Coco merchandise and t-shirts, coffee mugs and more at uh, the Retro Swag Shop at 8bit256.com. I think there's a promo coming up with a uh, free shipping or 15% off or something. So there's some type of promo in the near future if you visit that site. Um, Now, uh, many people have have said this. I've heard this enough times that if only there was a website that had some information about the Color Computer where we could go to and maybe, you know, know what's going on. And, you know, if only I had maybe created this for maybe two years ago and have been trying to promote this for maybe two years now. But there is a website called IMA coconut.com. And if you've got a project or a website that, um, that you want us to update and add to that, feel free to contact me. Let me know. So, amacoconut.com, your one stop shop for all your color computer needs. Here at Coco Talk, if you'd like to reach us on the show, you can just visit the website cocotalk.live. There, you have our email address, links to the Facebook page, all that good stuff. Let's not forget the Coco Crew podcast, the original, often imitated, never duplicated, CocoCrew.org for all your Coco Crew podcast needs. Our good friend, Uh, A fellow Australian, Nick Morenti's neighbor, Brian Joyce, of Extractus Productions at FD501.com. And we must all now bow down and pay homage to the hardware deity, the man, the myth, the legend, Ed Snyder, the Zipster, who makes all the hardware that people want. Visit the ZipsterZone.com. Z-I-P-P-S-T-E-R, Zone.com. All right. There we go. We've gotten all those plugs out of the way. I just hope my computer doesn't blue screen again. You guys still with me?
11: Yeah, we're waiting for TRS-80 to be played. We're here.
0: <laughs> All right, <laughs> so we're back. All right, so that was... Uh, oh, so Diego says I'm probably stuck with um, some South American versions of Skype. So, I'm yeah, I'm not sure how you're running Skype, Diego, if you're doing it on the desktop or Linux or whatever, but you got to have the latest version. All right, we're going to run a commercial break for about a minute and a half, and we'll be back, and then we'll actually start the show. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back in just a little bit, people.
2: Hi, this is Sean Wheatley,
11: and you're listening to Coco Talk with the original gamer, Stevie Strick.
5: We'll return after these messages.
7: Hi, I'm Bruce Moore, and this is... Jacob works, gotcha? And we are the Forest of Doom guys, and the Cocoa Forever guys, and we are Cocoa Fest, and we love
4: Stevie Stroh.
7: What if, knowing what I know now, I could go back in time, join Tandy Corporation, and change the course of history? Coco Forever. How does it be?
0: Hey, what's going on everybody? It's me, it's original gamer Stevie Stroh. You know, gameplay... To get your copy of a Gameplay Goodness Color Computer Gaming DVD today, head on over to 8Bit256.com. There you will find several DVDs featuring color computer gameplay videos by the original gamer Stevie Stroh. So to get your very own copy of a Gameplay Goodness Color Computer Gaming DVD, head on over to the Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com and tell them the original gamer Stevie Stroh sent you.
9: Oh, it's the beginning of the Dumpster Fire commercial. (laughs) the
11: Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home. Instant loading program packs turn any color TV into an exciting game arcade. And there's more. The Color Computer is an educational aid, a home management tool, and up-to-the-minute electronic information service. The programmable, expandable TRS-80 Color Computer from $399 only at Radio Shack, the biggest name in little computers. All
0: right, and we're back, everybody. And we've just been joined by David Ladd has joined us. And Mark Overholzer, who is currently camping at a Starbucks, has joined us. Hey, Mark, how's it going, eh? And uh, David, how are you, David?
5: Oh, I'm doing fine.
0: Ah, and Diego. Diego has just passed Starbucks. through customs <laughs> and has been able to join us on Skype. Hey, Diego, how are you? And uh, David, hey, how are you, David? You need, to, you need to mute the sound because it's coming through twice. Somebody just introduced an echo loop to us. But uh, put on headphones or mute the sound on YouTube or whatever's going on. But uh, welcome Diego. Diego, you still with us? Uh, yep. I I hope I am. But uh, put on headphones or mute the sound on YouTube. Yeah, or we're getting we're getting an echo here. I'm not sure who's who's giving us that echo. D- Diego, do you have headphones on by any chance? I'm trying to mute everything. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, that's okay. good. We hear you, and I don't hear the echo anymore. Good. All right, cool. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. And
9: no. G- no. Uh, dumpster fire is complete without David Ladd here now.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Sarah, Cyril, Jay Cyril's here. It's not after dark, so we can't tell him to go f himself. Right? Or can we? <laughs> <laughs> and here's diego go diego go welcome to the program Thank diego
4: Thank you.
0: for those of you who have never met uh, dora the explorer's cousin diego here he is how are you diego
12: doing great very and happy to be here with everybody yeah Diego,
0: do we have
11: lunch with you at coco fest yes
12: yeah so. yep,
0: yeah yeah fun. Diego joined us for the pizza joint, uh I think he came with us to one of the lunch runs too to the to the hamburger hot dog place um, yeah. yeah yeah cool well we're glad we're glad you got through customs we got skype let you through border patrol let you through you're here, <laughs> you're on the show um we we will talk about uh today if you want we 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 have a new segment that you can help us uh, launch, which will um you know, talk about what you're doing on your program. You know, you know, you you put out that little um, thing on Facebook about your game with the cats and everything. So, if you sure. want to talk about that in a little bit today, we'd love to we'd love to get that discussion going. So we'll for those for for those of us who don't know who Diego is, other than watching your um, adventure series on the Dora Explorer channel, um, <laughs> do you want to give us maybe a small little backstory on what you did back in the day with retro machines when they were new, and maybe what you're doing now in the retro hobby?
12: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, as some of you may know, I'm from Uruguay in South America. So I'm from the other towns down in the country. Uh, I started with Coco One taking uh, logo lessons back in like, what, uh, 83 or something like that. And uh, every day after class, I will stay playing Saxon until...
4: (laughs)
0: You still there, Diego? Uh-oh. Border Patrol might have just jumped in here. We might have lost him. Uh, is he back? Are you back? Yeah,
12: I, I am. Do. Okay.
0: You're back. Okay. There we go.
12: Okay. So my father had to trade the 16K Coco for a 64K very soon. So I could have... I'm going to shut the video. I think it's... It's. Uh, I don't have enough bandwidth for that. <laughs> And, uh, well, I got the 64K Cocoa, I learned basic with it. I never really went past that. And I never had a PC until the 95 or 96. So I kept cocoa all those years. I always had my Cocoa with me. And, you know, I never stopped actually writing programs for it. When I was living in the States... Uh, Some 15 years ago, I finally was able to start buying stuff. I got my Super IDE and uh, memory expansion and stuff like that. And that was great. It gave me a whole new world into the cocoa. At some point, I had like five machines with two monitors, printer, modem, disk drives, everything like that. Now I don't have all that much stuff, but I'm still having good enough, and, you know, I try to keep writing, keep creating things with the Google Mm -hmm. as far as I
0: can. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and you've been showing off some of your stuff on Facebook, so you have the one kind of mind-sweeper-looking game that you've been showing with us It looks really nice, and then um, you were showing us your cat game right now, too, so, um, you know, we can maybe take a look, maybe we'll, we'll pull up your website in a little bit and maybe show off some of the some of the projects that sure. you have, but very cool stuff. Um, yeah, we're definitely an international community, right? When we have uh, Australia here, we've got Canada, we've got South America, we've got uh, Mark Overholzer in a Starbucks. Wearing, at least he's wearing his Cocoa Talk shirt there. So uh. We've got uh, Davy
10: Mitchell in chat
0: from Scotland. Too. Scotland! Scotland! What kind of shite show is this that we're playing in Scotland? Hey, Davey Mitchell, how are you? And we got... Uh, Nick and
9: Mar- the Republic of Texas too. Don't forget the Rep- that <laughs> Republic <laughs> of Texas. Only two Just things weird in Nick Texas. Seeing yeah. Mark without his hat.
0: Yeah. So Mark, <laughs> where where are you camping that has a conveniently located Starbucks nearby? Are you? Uh, do you not have a microphone? You are we are we doing sign language today today? Uh, especially for the audio podcast version. Mark Overholzer <laughs> is signing us right now. So. <laughs> uh, this is the, Nothing Screams Professional Show like, uh, <laughs> It's a hey, sign nice, of desperation Stevie, nice. <laughs> uh, Brian Joyce just joined us uh, Extractus Production says good morning from Australia um, Who else is in our live chat right now? So Tim Franklin is here, John Linville <laughs> when, when the show crashed, John Linville says Coco Talk Blues uh when when a uh, Jim brain retro innovation says coco talk nirvana when the show crashed again uh tim franklin was here al hartman was in the chat uh Boys on tech paco atakte terry steen dr x Double O Seventy Nine 79 is here hey doctor disney saints fan is here terry steen is here tim franklin uh who else is here grant Leedy is here in the live chat al hartman's in the live chat uh, Diego is in the live chat. Sixy is here. Hey, Sixie. Karen Anscombe in the UK is here. Davey Mitchell is here from sunny Scotland. So, yeah. We, uh, what it was, so Nick Marota says, oh, when the show crashed, I was like a rat hitting the bar for my next pellet. <laughs> <laughs> reload, reload. Yeah. So, um, very cool. Hitting the bar for my next pellet. <laughs> that's funny all right so we're here so we have scotland in the house we are we are truly a global community which is great um all right so we've gotten through the introductions we got mark ovalholzer here mark is muted um and this is this is jim brain's favorite part of the show is the mark overholzer segment here the sound of silence so <laughs> all right so what's going on this week in the world of coco um last we so we're we are um on the podcast downloads, we are almost at like twenty. What did I say we were at? 2,900? I forgot. Twenty five hundred. Hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, so we're almost at ninety five hundred downloads uh, for our podcast. And last week's show between YouTube and audio and video downloads, we broke three hundred. Uh, the assembly talk was was pretty popular last week. I would say we had a really good um, a really good live viewing the whole time. All right, so we're at we're at like uh, just about 9,500 downloads on the show. We got some good feedback last week, too, going back to the episode. So we did play a clip from the band TRS-80, which I did get copyright flagged for, despite getting verbal and written permission to use it. But whatever. Screw you, YouTube. So, but Dr. X was saying, uh, I used to listen to TRS-80. They're kind of sort of abstract hip-hop. He did mention... um, that you play a a, a track called Tinted and uh, Cliff Evans. So we'll look for that for those of you who want to check out the the, uh, TRS-80 band. Um, We also got some more comments today on last week's show. Um, Best show ever. Um, Statler and Waldorf is what Rob Inman says. So on our assembly talk from last week, which was also hardware discussions, uh, Dr. X also says um, we need... I need my assembly language lesson. So we have some people looking forward to the, um, to the assembly series, which are going to be starting soon. And we have Steve Bjork has been doing his segment too. Uh, so g- good numbers from last week, good feedback from last week. So that was kind of cool. I know one of the things I do want to talk about, because we do talk about Discord. We were talking about Skype earlier, and I think I've explained Skype, right? You need to add us as a contact on Skype. Um, and then you should be be able to join the show, but you need to be on the latest version of the Skype contact uh, client. But we also talk about our Discord channel, right? And so uh, and we're having a lot of fun in Discord. So what I thought I would do real quick is just show you where do you need to go to get Discord? Well, you can get Discord on on a mobile device. So if you have... um, If you have uh, an iPhone or Android, whatever, you can get Discord there from your uh, app store. If you have a a computer, you can go to the website. It's called discordapp.com. And Discord can run on a browser, and Discord can run as a client. And um, this is what the Discord client looks like, and this is our channel. This is our Coco channel here. And you'll notice here on the left, we've got a lot of different text channels, We've got one channel called General, right? And here's Davy Mitchell who just... Um Put out here that he's updated the semi-graphics editing tool. So that's kind of cool. Um, we've got a general channel that we're chatting in. We've got one channel for Coco Talk that we chat in, right? We've got one called Off Topic, right? So we've got all these different ch- chat channels here on the side. So this is kind of like an IRC chat for those of you who are remember remember IRC chat. And there's a lot of discussions that continue to go on here. Questions get answered. Um, things Information is shared. And then we've got several different voice channels that we can join. And so we've got a, a voice channel that's just called General. And a lot of times we're just on here and any hour of the day or the night in general chat. If people want to talk about development, they can get on their own little channel and have a development conversation. And the cool thing about Discord, which is a little bit different than Skype, is you could have multiple different voice channels happening at the same time, right? So if you call it a Skype group call, everybody's in the same group call. But with Discord... We've got topics for voice and for text discussions on on a variety of different things. And so there's a link to join our Discord server. And that link is posted in the description of this video. So if you're watching the video, um, uh, you know, somewhere down here in the description of the video, I do have in here the link to our Discord server, which is right here. And what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll post that link. In the live chat too, for those of us who are watching us live, we have a little inception moment here. But if you want to join the Discord server, all you have to do is get the Discord app installed, and um, and then there's just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of conversations taking place, and and just to give you an idea of some things that have happened, uh, before we switched to Discord and we were on Skype, there you know it we started a Skype group for us to have Coco talk, and then what happened quite unplanned was these conversations kept going right so skype lets you do a text chat too so we had a skype channel and a skype conversation that just went on forever and um one of the things that happened in there was rick adams getting back into programming and making bomb threat right so rick adams new game kind of happened by just chatting in in the uh, skype channel and, and a few people saying you know. Yeah, here's how you can do this, and here's how you can do that. And that became the impetus for bomb threat, which, you know, to get created, and, and the rest is history, right? Um, and so a lot of those discussions are happening right now. People who are working on projects who have, you know, questions and answers. Hey, how do I create random numbers in assembly? We've got an assembly channel, things like that. So a lot of discussions take place both audibly and textually. And uh, Discord is where all the cool people are. So you guys, you want to check it out, right? Did I miss anything there, guys? don't think so yeah so uh, that that that, covers it for me yeah so i think you know we 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 keep mentioning at the end of every show you know join us on discord but at least now we have... No- oh, so here's Ed Snyder. says, the Cocoa Discord server is great. Just started using it, and I'm looking forward to using it a lot more. And you know it would be even more great, Ed, if you joined us on the show on Skype at some point in time, right? we got to get Ed Snyder on here and actually talk to him rather than playing, uh, you know, relay, message relay here. Yeah, uh, we need to get him on
10: at a Cocoa Fest, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. We need to get a... So, yeah. and So how about we do this... Because we don't have a topic today. (laughs) Do we ever? Yes. Well, we did last week, right? Last week's show, we had our uh, Steve Bjork segment assembly, you know, part two. And our topic was hardware talk. And um, I think that exceeded my expectations uh, as far as how long we talked the number of things we talked about, the the number of people who were with us the whole time, the amount of views we've gotten. So what do you guys think of uh, last week's discussion on Hardware Talk? And you know, if you want to reminisce or add to that. I think we pretty well covered it, unless uh, some of the people <laughs> that
10: are new on here have some of their own ideas they want to put forward.
0: Well, I'm not asking to add more hardware discussions, but just the fact that we had this really really long talk and and you know, and a lot of things we did cover a lot of things and you know, it was almost a 4-hour show. Uh whole 9 yards um uh you know, I, I was I was I was blown away honestly, you know, by how long we went and we probably could have kept going. Yep. And um um it, it's kind of interesting I think, because we're listening to the latest Cocoa Crew and um, list some of the topics that we have been talking about, there's this kind of um, poetry in, in some respects of the things that we're talking about, which is happening completely unplanned. But um, when uh, John Linville had done that um, State of the Cocoa Roundtable that some of us were on, You know, some of the discussions we got into there were about Cocoa Hardware, you know, and we've got a lot of Cocoa Hardware, but we need some developers for it, things like that. So those discussions took place. Um, Some of the discussions on Cocoa Crew were talking about, you know, how do you stay motivated on a project? And everybody on the show shared their takes on that, and we had that discussion not too long ago. So it's kind of neat to listen to both shows and and hear that a lot of us are thinking along the same lines. And so, you know, we've got our talking heads here that are sharing our two cents on some of these topics. And then we've got the Coco crew and we're listening to some of them share their, you know, kind of versions of what's going on there. So I think it's neat that we have this um, kind of symmetry going on with with, you know, what we're talking about in the community and hardware and projects and things like that. So I just noticed some of those kind of parallels.
10: Yeah, what? I agree. I, we we kind of, the the two shows actually kind of feed off each other because they'll come up with something that spurs us to think of something in the same direction, maybe not even necessarily the exact same topic, but we'll, we'll kind of go off on a tangent and, and vice versa. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have that uh, constant feedback loop between the two shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if we welcome Paul Barton. Paul, did we say hi to you when you joined us? Uh, I don't remember. I was having trouble <laughs> getting my new headset
11: fixed up here. Oh, you sound super clear. Yeah, you sound a lot yeah. clearer. Thanks to
0: a nice donation from somebody in the community. Nice. It sounds ah, great. Yeah. You know, it it'd be you. you know, it'd be really good though if you could have somebody maybe open and close the door about every minute, minute and a half, and maybe slam it a few times. That would be nice. Oh, too, okay, so. yeah. That <laughs> work. I get the dog to bark.
9: Yeah, yeah make make sure you get Stevie's uh, fingers in that door too. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe
1: maybe we don't do. need those fingers.
0: Maybe we'll get. Yeah. Uh, you don't have
9: an MC ten to hold the door open? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I don't have one of those. Maybe we can no, get. No, we can get.
6: Them them under the
0: door. Um, we we'll get. We'll get James Diffendaffer with his uh, train whistle. Or Curtis <laughs> has got some construction going on there. Or, it is under, this, this would not Ruff. be an episode of Cocoa Talk without background noise. Uh, <laughs> right. Or maybe somebody throwing up. I got to find Start the right the button. Yeah. It's, it's kind
7: of hard to
10: duplicate a. Seven-
0: yeah, there we go. There's James Diffendaffer's uh, train going by. So, good time. <laughs> There's a real drill, it sounds like. Um, yeah, but I, I think last week's show really, to me, exceeded my expectations. And, and for a while, it really felt like, hey, I, I think at, at the core, the thing I wanted to, the, the the message I wanted to convey was really, number one, Um, if somebody's working on a project, let's not crap all over their project, regardless of, you know, anything. Let's make sure we're supportive of of other people's efforts. Uh, And then it was kind of good to get this question out, um, you know, well, what do you think about choice? And what do you think about competition and this and that and the other? So I think we covered a lot of bases, uh, you know, and and obviously we had a lot to say because it just went on for a while. And so I I think it was definitely a good show. And and I think we had, you know, for almost four hours – and we had well, you know, thirty people or more uh, with us the whole time, so we kind of kept the interest of of the viewers. So I think it was really a highlight of what we've been doing here so far for this this thing that we do. You know. Yep. Agreed. So I want to say thank you to everybody who contributed to the discussion, as well as everybody who was with us along for the ride. Um, it is it is really interesting, like kind of like what uh, Terry Steen was saying, and a few of us are saying. It's amazing that we, that these machines are still here and that they still work. Uh, people are still using them as they are. But I also think it's kind of neat that we have all these add-ons to them. And I've heard in our introductions, we heard a lot of people say, listen, I got the composite uh, modification or I got this memory add-on or I've got this or I've got that. And it's an interesting time where we have some modern enhancements to our retro systems um, And I know this kind of starts to cross a threshold in some people's minds of when it become value added? When is it an enhancement? When are we not becoming a Coco? And I think most of the things that we talked about so far between like your switcheroo cable, which lets you use a modern display, Coco SDC, memory add-ons, composite mods, I don't think any of those make a Coco not a Coco. Um, You know, people have different opinions on should it be pure, should it be natural and stuff, but... It's really cool that this stuff exists, you know, and it's been eye-opening for me. And, um, you know, we have people like Ed Snyder and Richard Lorbieski and Jim Brain and Jason and all these guys who make these different hardware products, um, and it's just cool, right?
10: Yep, and to be honest, I mean, that's been the Coco spirit, like, since day one. I mean, the Coco had a really good hardware market back in back in the, its heyday, too. I mean, we had expansion boards with six and eight slots even back then before Tandy even brought theirs out. From As, as you know, Al would know from uh, Colorware and uh, Alpha products, they had their own. And everybody, I mean, Hot Cocoa and Rainbow always had these hardware projects, you know, put it in a lowercase switch if you added a lowercase kit and inverse video and CPU halters and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's always been a hacker's machine. Yeah. And it, it, to me, this is just continuing the heritage. It's it's not a, any really change. It's just we've got cheaper, more modern hardware we can hook up to now. But we would have been doing this back in the day if it was affordable you know, put these add-ons on. Like hard drives, when they first came up, were five grand for Coco. I mean, they existed, but who could afford that? And then the Burke & Burke brought it down to PCXT prices, and now we've got Coco SDC even cheaper yet. So it's just following the same trend we've always been on since
0: 1980. Hmm. Interesting take there. And uh, as a guy who's got a lot of hardware, Rondel Vo, what do you think about the fact that we've got these modern doodads to add to our retro thingamajiggies?
11: Well, since I'm 64, (laughs) (laughs) well, Well, to tell you the truth, um, I have this thing I can show you here quick. I'm going to share my screen, see if you can see this.
7: Like it or not.
11: Yeah, like it or not. This is is a list of um, some of the things back in the 80s that were hardware-oriented that... um, Tony Stefano put in uh, Rainbow Magazines, 1983, 84. I don't know. Can you read them?
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
11: See the interesting things that they were concerned about back then? Green on black What video. is a
6: finger-saving circuit? Was there was there a problem with severed
1: fingers with the cocoa?
11: <laughs> that was from <laughs> playing a game and uh, having a, a repeat fire button or something.
1: Oh, I thought it was oh. a bionic finger. Okay. No. <laughs>
11: yeah. So uh, they were concerned about... Uh, well, the Cocoa 2B uh, came out back here, Oop, uh-huh. too... and they were interested in um, the lowercase mo- um, that was available, and so went way past it. <laughs> oh, man. I <laughs> <laughs> have no control.
0: Today on Cocoa Talk, Rondo yeah, really. loses Ron track to of a PDF.
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it this way, nice and slow. Uh, talked about this drive, that was uh, something... Um, that we love from uh, Mr. Rad.
0: Yeah. yeah, floppy talk. Part but, one uh,
11: on the second page here. If I could just crank it up, up oh, and ain't there.
7: I already passed it. Here. I don't know.
11: Anyway, this is a full turn of the screw. <laughs> yeah, everybody can get the PDF online. It's a cool thing.
0: Yeah. So we we've been we've been obsessed with hardware hacks, as Curtis said. Uh, since right the dawn, day one. since the dawn of time, apparently, right? Yep. So. Well, I remember
10: sixty-eight microjournal, which was a, a magazine back in nineteen eighty, eighty-one. Actually, uh, started covering the color computer just because you know they came out with a sixty-eight ox or sixty-eight xx based uh, system. And uh, one of their first articles was how to put tape over the cartridge slots so you could copy the cartridges. And I guess Tandy mm-hmm. wasn't too happy with that. But that nah. was the very earliest <laughs> hardware,
11: yeah. Mr. Bjork doesn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: mentioned what that. you could do that really yeah. we gotta do, do a tech segment on that so yeah. <laughs> like what brand of tape should you use should, could it be yeah. see-through or can you have just use yeah. opaque
11: well since he isn't here we can cover it right now
0: <laughs> uh-oh yeah so um you know what i forgot to get into well, that trip is sailed <laughs> yeah um we didn't go over project updates, so um, let me ask the question. Does anybody have a project update you want to share? And if you do, what I'll do is I'll take a commercial break, and then I'll get to you when we come back. But does anybody have a project update or anything that they came across this week they want to share with the group? I have uh, one
5: very brief one.
0: Okay, so Jason's got one. Anybody else, anything you've been working on that you want to share with us this week? Well, I'll yeah. talk a little
5: bit about Omnistar.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we've got a few nodding heads here for those of you listening on the podcast later on, if you heard some rattling. Um, So a few people nodded their heads that they have a project update Well, they want to share. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do another commercial block here. So I'm going to give everybody a minute (coughs) and a half or so to go, you know, smoke them if you got them, drain drain them if you have to. And we'll be back in just a few and we'll hear some project updates. And Cocoa Talk will return. Sorry, uh, Jim Brain. (laughs)
8: Hi,
4: this is Max Jackson live from Coco Fest. You're listening to this, the Real Gamer, Steve Stroh. to Coco Talk.
11: Hey, everybody! This is Bill Noble, co-author of Nitrous Nine. You are listening to Coco Talk Live, the leading live Coco Talk show.
7: Good day mates, this is Nick Marionettes, author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster, Rupert Rhymes and Rockstar Pilot. And I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS9. OS9 and its current incarnation Nitrous 9 is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? is of use. I find OS 9 so incredibly intuitive that I haven't once cracked open the user manual, and yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Walsing Matilda. Using OS 9, I expect my next game, FunStar, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS 9 forever. Any resemblance to actual events to persons living or dead is purely coincidental
0: what's going on everybody the original gamer stevie Stro here and i want to talk to you about amacoconut.com if you love the color computer like i love the color computer then you gotta visit amacoconut.com your one-stop shop for all of your candy color computer links needs there you'll find links to blogs and podcasts and project sites and emulators and downloads and groups and communities if you love the color computer head on over to amacoconut.com that's i-m-a coconut.com tell them the original gamer stevie Stro sent you coco forever
5: people It's a Radio Shack Merry Christmas. This year, I needed to give a real family pleaser. Honey, please
7: help me with this budget. How
9: about a new game, Dad? Please.
5: And I found it. Radio Shack's Color Computer 2. On sale for just $99.95. It entertains, educates, manages. It's expandable and affordable. Now that really pleases me. The Color Computer 2. Sale priced for Christmas. Only at Radio Shack.
0: Only at Radio Shack. All right, so I'm waiting for the software to come back here. There we go. Boom. That. We're back. All right, so we're back after the annoying commercial break, and I'm getting a seizure watching Ron DeLo whip his camera around <laughs> in 987 degrees. Um, so we had a few people who said they had a project update so we'll start with the star of the cocoa community mr switcheroo himself jason the cocoa man um so what's going on in your world jason well i just wanted to mention a brief
11: thing that i'm 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 running uh through well if you're watching live but i'm running through
10: the eighth all the way through the end of eighth of this month here a couple days uh the switcheroo five dollars off
0: there we go, and uh, $5. and I got it here in the background, and I got
11: uh, I got gray lady, gray lady in the background there, and you, oh, it's
2: artifact goodness.
0: The irony of that is, is that you know, as we get older, our wives become gray ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them
10: that. I <laughs> won't even bring to line up, up for a pine box there, Stevie, or
0: what? <laughs> I may not be able to stay on here. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: as long as there's hair dye. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. I got I got smart. I I, I married young. <laughs> I married someone younger than me. So, um, all you're, right. You're, so
1: you're a mother effer too,
0: right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I remember that from Father's Day. Yeah. CocoMan.biz. Right, so. CocoMan.biz. Five dollars off the Switcheroo Shark Cable. Get yourself a Shark Cable today. Um, uh, Rick Adams said he had a project update. He's going to update us on Omnistar, his current uh, project he's working on.
5: Well, just briefly, uh, I wanted to say, uh, related to something you were saying earlier, i uh, really appreciative of how I re-entered the whole community and the whole scene was coming and so helpful, uh, especially since it had been so long do i didn't know a whole thing. you're breaking up a little it bit right? Pretty fast but i had to ask a lot of questions okay uh, i had to all this stuff that i would forgotten and uh everybody was so welcome to and ask a lot of, and uh everybody was perfect uh it's weird for me, but it's like, oh, you, yeah.
0: hey, Rick, Today, ho- it's
5: the other way.
0: Rick, hold, hold, hold on one second. Hey, can yeah, I get I'm Can breaking. I get every, Yeah. Can I get everybody to kill their cameras for just a second here? Because yeah. we're, ha- we're having a bandwidth issue and I know Rick is talking. It sounds like we're in a drive through right now. Um, trying to order some, some hot, you know, some, uh, Tim Hortons. All right. So we've just killed the, uh, Rick, can you try it again? Uh,
5: hello, uh, I'd like a uh, uh, I'd like a four piece chicken strip meal <laughs> with uh sauce. Okay, perfect. Sure <clears throat> better, better. And better. a giant and a giant diet lemonade. Okay, that's better.
0: Yeah, okay. so maybe maybe uh, just re- rewind about a minute or so. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right. I, would, I would like everybody okay. to hear you clearly.
5: Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I just wanted to say that I was so appreciative of how everybody was so welcoming and so helpful when I rejoined the community, and I didn't know a whole lot. Uh, I did pick it up kind of fast, uh, because of my background, but I had to ask a lot of really dumb questions and everybody was cool with that. And, uh, I go to conventions and people come up to me and say, Oh my gosh, it's Rick Adams sign my temple of ROM cartridge, please. And, uh, (laughs) as I'm doing it, it just feels so strange to me. And so backwards, because to me, you guys are my heroes. Um, the, you know, the, the people behind, you know, the whole Cocoa Pie 3 thing and the Cocoa SDC, the, these two things have changed my life. Um, <laughs> because back in the day, I mean, back in the day, I'm doing like, you know, to turn around a, a coding change and to see what it looks like took at least 20 minutes. And now during this call, I've just been frantically making probably about 20 changes to my Omnistar game and throwing it up and see what it looks like. And it's like, oh, that's not quite right. Let me try that again. You know, and and two minutes later, I'm looking at it again. So uh, it's just a whole different world. So and the last couple of days, I've made a lot of progress on my Omnistar game. And so it's, you know, it's going to get it's getting to the point where it's almost actually playable. Matter of fact, I was playing it and I was getting my butt kicked earlier. So uh, so that's my update.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, It really has been. And I hate to sound corny and I hate to sound cliche, but we throw out out that word community a lot. And it just it sounds like such a, uh, you know, cheesy thing to say. But I mean, it's 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 very obvious by just looking at all these people on my screen right now and everybody who's in our chat and all the things that happen. There really is a sense of community. And like Rick is saying, you know, you you've known assembly. Um, but you hadn't done it in a while, and you say you ask a lot of dumb questions, but they weren't dumb questions, I'm sure. You know, you know, it's the old saying, the only dumb question is the one you don't ask, right? But you needed some refreshers and reminders on I, a few
5: things. I have a counterexample. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a counter. Go ahead. Uh, officer, are you give me a, uh, a a warning like the last three times I've been stopped here, or are you going to actually give me a ticket? <laughs> that would be one dumb question. <laughs> Another dumb question
0: we're getting some bandwidth problems again
5: yeah uh, oh, oh we are okay uh, so uh, how, how good are your mental health benefits <laughs> how good are
0: your mental <laughs> like during a job interview how good are your mental health benefits <laughs> right right. yeah okay I'll mute now
10: so, yeah. so, so what is your feeling about psychopaths yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it had, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's great that we have everybody here who is, um, you know, just willing to share and 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 you know be you know that whole sense of community. Well, a lot of things happen in Discord, and and another thing they talked about this month on the Coco Crew podcast was it? I get. Uh, they would they talk about the cocoa fest blues this month on the cocoa crew podcast? I think they were talking about that. Um, they did. Yeah. And you know, and so I think everybody has their uh, version of what it means from the cocoa fest blues. To me, it, it, it felt like a withdrawal system because you know, cocoa fest has only been once a year. You've got like that, three months leading up to Cocoa Fest, all that excitement and anticipation. You've got the two days that you're there and it's very social and you get to hang out with everybody and it's very electric. And then you come back to your normal lives and it just seems like, oh man, the excitement of of, all, of us all feeling together and connected, that excitement um, starts to fade off until next year. And I think that's probably how it was for a long time. But I think what we've been able to do to maybe um, take the edge off of that is like shows like this, where we're getting together every week and in keeping the conversations alive, keeping that sense of um, community alive. And Discord is 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 really happening daily. You know, I mean, there are times where I've said, I'm like, I gotta hang up. I'm like, guys, it's midnight. I'm tired. I gotta go to bed. But everybody's on on there just talking. You know. Um, and and so we really are having daily conversations. So that feeling of community and connectiveness, I think, is possibly helping to alleviate Cocoa Fest blues to an extent. And maybe that's just my wishful thinking there. But um, I, I think there's less withdrawals when we're not when we when we're really we never we never really don't spend time together anymore. You know,
5: I have Tandy Assembly blues because I'm not going to be going there this year.
0: Ah. Yeah. So, um, uh oh, what just You're happened? Kind of blue about that. <laughs> Who just changed their screen sharing? Who just did that? I did. Okay. I'm trying to get your
9: attention here because you keep yeah. talking.
0: Yeah. Permit, permi- <laughs> Permission to hijack the show granted. Yeah, from <laughs> the friendly community
10: we were just talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Richard Lorbieski. Oh, you you oh, have no, the floor.
4: <laughs>
0: well,
9: I mean you were like saying, Okay, everybody, uh you have projects to share or anything like that and I was trying to to uh get your attention and you just kept going on and on and on and on. So had to do the screen share, so sorry there about that. Go. All
0: right, there you Fair go. enough.
9: Yeah, so anyway,
0: um Enough about Rick Adams. Let's talk about Richard asking Oh no no, I wasn't <laughs> trying to no, It was you, Stevie, not
9: Anyway, no. Ooh, one that. of the things I was doing is uh, I, I'm taking apart a Coco Three motherboard. Uh, there was discussion later uh, earlier this week about uh, removing components off uh, uh, old computers, and there's a couple of techniques that you can use. One of them is what they call cut cut the leads and then just pull the traces or pull the uh, leads out uh, with your soldering iron, which is usually the best practice if you don't have a vacuum uh, solder pump like I do. And uh, so anyway, I just demonstrated, uh, I I'm I working on a project uh, to repair a board, and so what I did was uh, started taking apart some of the components, and then I said, you know what, I'm just going to keep on going, and so I just kind of like overdid it, so this was the original board here, and then... Mm-hmm. This is the aftermath. These are all the components that I had removed off of there. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason I'm doing this is because I have a couple of boards that uh, a couple of people wanted me to repair. And the traces got burned off and they were cut. And I need a, a, a something as a guide that I can use a continuity tester to check out the uh, traces.
0: So okay. That was it. Well, speaking of that, you had done one for Antonio Jimenez, right? Um, yes. Jimenez, Antonio Jimenez, right? Um, and the, I think somebody asked a question, and I don't know that we got the answer because he did have some traces. What did you do to fix the trace for him?
9: Uh, there was like seven traces that were burned uh, and cut. And so what I had to do, and I forgot to do after uh, pictures, is uh, one of the most common ones you use is you uh, run bus wire. Uh, to from one one pad to another, and that's what I did with his, is uh, I used uh, just you know regular bus wire, uh, and then the original traces I cut them on both ends because you don't want to have like a crosstalk uh, or double talk
4: okay.
9: uh, uh, phenomenon to happen. So uh, that's what I did, and then just uh, it booted yeah. right up just instantly.
4: Okay, so, hey, so r- th-
9: Richard, yes,
11: is this uh, a you know, a, a double layer board—is that what they call this?
9: Yeah, this is a double-sided board. Okay. And uh, this is a close-up of
0: uh, one of the. Let's see what's do. This so the, is like. Go ahead. The, these are the trace lines here that we're seeing, like the, the the light green against the dark green background. That l- looks like it's connecting one hole to another hole. That's the trace line there.
9: Right. Yeah. This yeah. is the but this is the bottom side of the board. Uh, this yeah. right. This one here, this particular shot, is the CPU area with the uh, buffer that goes between the uh, edge
0: card connector. Mm, uh, yes. Okay. And I,
9: and I removed all those. This is the bottom side of it. And see, it's so and, clean.
0: It is so clean.
9: Yeah, what I did is uh, it, it has all the flux uh, stuff on there, and so I used an ultrasonic cleaner uh, to clean all that off. So just to see, uh, you see all the traces and the pads yeah. there.
11: yeah. And that's really nice. So, where we don't see open circles is actually something still soldered in?
9: Yes. You know, like this area right here, this is the resistor packs here. So, those are soldered in. Some of these you can see, it looks like they're solder joints, like here. These are what they call conduits, they're a viaduct that goes from the bottom side to the top side, or vice versa. Ah. Uh. And those usually get filled in when these things get soldered up. Uh, they go through what they call a, a wave machine. They ha- It's just a pool of solder that the board just glides over and the solder clings onto it. So
11: um, is it possible when this is all cleaned off completely to um, use that to make new boards?
9: Uh, yes, it is possible. And I may do that, not this particular one, but uh, I have another Uh, cocoa board that I had bought uh, a while back and the traces are in really good shape so I may deconstruct that one because I don't know the condition of that board if it's gonna work or not so I may just go ahead and strip all the parts off of that one and then uh, it can be used uh, uh, as a template to build uh, more cocoa boards if somebody wants to do that
11: is that expensive
9: Uh, the process is not expensive now to duplicate this, uh, or you should have a board manufacturer. It it probably maybe run $10, $15 per board. Okay.
10: Now, could you use this as a basis and then add some extra bits, like say the DAT boards and stuff right onto it, like create Uh, a new version of the board with some extra features?
9: Sure. It is possible.
0: Uh, you also had uh, what you put in Discord. You picked up what you called a Picasso, um, a very rare Coco. You have yes. any of those pictures queued up that you could um, pull up here? Uh,
9: no, I don't have those. Uh, the, yeah, there's they're still on my phone. I was that one was I was I, I saw that on eBay and uh, the guy was offering seventy five dollars. He lives in Galveston. It's about two hundred fifty miles away from me, and I. He, I messaged him, asked him if he could tell me the, the, what version it is. And I told him exactly where to look. And he didn't get to me back for two days. And I was really worried someone might see this listing and buy it. Cause, right. And he wrote back to me. He says, yeah, it's da-da-da dash C. And I said, oh, my God. And I, and I immediately bought it. I mean, I didn't even. Right. But I forgot to read the rest of it saying. Because I also offered him $50 because he had a make-offer. And he uh-huh. said, I'm willing to accept fifty dollars if you want it. And I said, Oh, okay, well, never mind. I'm I'm still gonna buy it. But I and I didn't want it damaged. Uh, because I didn't want to get lost in the mail and it so I said, Look, uh, let me can I pick it up locally? Don't worry about the shipping charges. Um, I'll just come and get it. And and so later that day I went over there and and I was up front with them when I told him, I said, This is a you know, I looked at it, I opened up the the shielding and i said this is a very rare uh, color computer at first i thought it was maybe one of the first production wave that went out you know in the general public for sale but looking at it and looking for quality control stamps and things like that um, it looks like this was one of the ones that were used as a dry run is what they would call it or ones that they uh, made And they were just testing them to, to ensure, you know, to find any mistakes or make any changes uh, to, you know, the actual production uh, color computers. And I think that's one of these is one of the, what I call the pre-production.
0: Wow. So. Yeah, I found them in Discord. So if you, whenever you're done, if you stop screen sharing, I'll switch over to Discord and, and show that. Um, okay. Yeah, Now that's really cool. It is, um, you know, it's like. It, the 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 words "quote unquote" rare and vintage are used to describe just about everything on eBay, but every now and then you get one that truly fits that description. You know. Right. I was going to
10: say this could be one of the boards that Terry Steen had if he actually did get his Coco in seventy nine if it's pre production.
9: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, How does it feel? To... <laughs> Where's where the screenshot? I forget where this. I, I I'm not really familiar just click with... on the
0: plus. Little blue oh. plus and it's I
9: have top a question seriously. about
8: this. How many of the uh, original Cocoa components are not available anymore?
9: Uh, well, as, as far as components, let's see. There's The gimme chip is not available anywhere. You're uh, still sharing, by the way. Yeah, I'm trying to find
0: the
8: plus. Oh, is that, a, is that a Cocoa 3 board?
0: The one yes. he was showing us is a Cocoa 3, but the one I'm going to show you in a minute here is um okay. the, the Cocoa yeah, 1 believe- board.
8: Yeah, I know the give mes not available. I'm just wondering about in general the other support components. Or are they I, I, possible to find?
0: All right. Well, while Richard finds the button to stop screen screen sharing, I will show off what he. And again, this is another reason to get on Discord, right? Because <laughs> he actually posted all these in one of the Discord channels. So here's one of the pictures of that motherboard. Uh, right. And, now, did you clean this up?
9: No, no, not at all. I, mm. I, I probably will never put this in an ultrasonic machine. This is mm. just too valuable to. I, I'm treating this one with kid gloves. But, all right. uh To show some of the pictures here, uh, like you can see where the ROM area is. You can see it says X Basic. So I, I haven't uh, touched where, the ROMs yet. When I, when the I, ROMs I, when are I, over I, here. Are these the ROMs yes. here? Okay. Uh, and you can see those are ceramic ROMs. Those are very rare. Right. Uh, you also notice the VDG chip, which is off to the left. Yep. That's soldered in and it's yeah. see this? It and off to the, can you
0: see? You, you can see this. Well, stuff? you you still need to, st- you need to, well, you got to switch back to look at the Cocoa Talk screen, but you need, you're you still screen sharing, Richard. So uh, okay. try, to, try to get your screen sharing off. Um, the blue plus down there next to the red hang up button, click on that and a pop up menu should come up. You hit stop sharing screens. Did that do that? No. No. Um, so, yeah, the, it's, it's really shiny, and it's really clean, and um, that one looks good. There's another one on here where you have a little bit more close-up of the chips here, right? So you can see here that the VDG is socketed. Um, here's your here's your two ROM chips here, right? Copyright Tandy 1980. Here's the Motorola CPU with a Motorola little plate on the chip there. That's kind of cool. You don't see that every day, Right. Right. Yeah. You're still screen sharing and if if you have to maybe just hang up and call right back if you can't figure out how to stop screen sharing. Yeah. Um All right, so we'll wait for Richard to come right back. Um Yeah, and so he so this was listed on eBay, I guess, and he um Richard, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Did that, did yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're no longer screen sharing. So okay, this sorry is, about that. Yeah, this is a nice close-up of the um now this little orange disc here is this one of those electrolytic capacitors that everybody talks no, about no that's
9: that's just a ceramic disc uh capacitor uh those are those are fairly common uh those are the ones you don't have to worry about you see the gray one in the uh upper uh, right hand screen that's an yeah. electrolytic capacitor those can leak and it's recommended that you replace those uh every you know, thirty years or so. If it's if you're getting the board repaired or anything like that, it's it's a good good idea to have them replaced. And and but if they're not leaking or if they don't show any signs of wear, uh, you you would see like some fluid leaking. Then mm-hmm. they're probably fine. Okay,
10: Richard, I have two questions for you concerning this photo we're looking at right now. First of all, the uh, six eight zero nine itself is not labeled as a six eight zero nine, is it?
9: Correct. That is actually the uh, the internal Motorola part number. Those are that's another rarity uh, with those. The Motorola originally shipped those in ceramic, and it was the Motorola part number, not the MC6809EP or whatever you know the packaging.
10: Okay, and second, what is the sticker that is over top of the extended basic arm? It says something x but well, what's the top part Sorry. i have
9: no idea what that is that it looks prob- like it says tully yeah. T-U-L-L-E-Y. right that's probably you know someone's extended basic uh version uh in the factory i don't know i uh, the thing is when i when I got home, I plugged it in, turned it on, and it was it gave a uh, it was like a a short you could hear it in one of the transist power transistors and i smelt something real funny and i thought maybe it you know the the smell was because it hadn't been turned on in a while but i did turn it off there's some kind of short in there and i need to isolate it so i'm going to be i'm going to remove these chips and put them in a working Cocoa 1 to see exactly what especially the roms especially yeah. what they are
0: cool yeah
10: i cool. i'm wondering if that might be, be a pre release version of extended basic with some extra bugs or something in it
9: yeah, I that's what I think it it, it might be. Now this little um,
0: this little blue wire down here towards the bottom is that an official? That's a,
9: that, that, that that is a that's a modification the factory did. That's that's what they call bus wire. That's uh okay. like Fixed uh, 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 Antonio's uh, yeah cocoa, That's what I used to to fix the traces.
10: Now is this uh, a four K or a sixteen K cocoa? It,
9: it the the badge said four K, but it's a sixteen K uh, version. Uh, this is another unique version uh, thing about this keyboard. Is you know how the the old chiclet keyboards the 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 cable or the ribbon was a very short ribbon, and it was in the front of the the uh, top part of the keyboard. Uh, this one, the header is on the bottom. So this was another uh, another rarity. I've never seen these kind of keyboards, chiclet keyboards.
0: Very cool. And then here we can see. The seaboard, yep, right, right. That's pretty cool. And then here we can see. You were talking about this label in Discord, how this is like just a peel and stick-on label, right? The the, uh,
9: you could see the outline. When I first saw this, I thought maybe he photoshopped it, or you know, you know, just tried to sell it. But what it is, it's a generic label that Radio Shack printed. And then what they did is they stuck a sticker on where the serial number belongs, and that's where the 80 part. Okay. So that was hand applied. Right. It and then not the factory
0: you, stamped or anything.
9: Right. And if you see on the very top of that, that is a QC uh, quality control uh, stamp. Right. And that's TEW, which is Tandy uh, Electronic Warehouse. Uh, normally, now the, occasionally what happened is ones that wound up in the warehouse – uh, they would inspect them there, and they would put a QC stamp there. Or it could have been a Radio Shack uh, or a, a electronic warehouse employee at the factory doing that. But there was no other uh, QC stamps that I could find on the board or anywhere on the on the case, because usually they they marked them underneath the top case. Uh, they had QC stamps, or they were hand uh,
0: handwritten in a grease pen. Hmm, that's really cool. So, yeah, just something that you'll see on Discord, right? And as, as much as we want to encourage people to join us on Discord, we also have to have the disclaimer to remind everyone that what happens on Discord stays on discord <laughs> because we have a lot of conversations and a lot of things are mentioned and said and not all of it is for uh re <laughs> so if you find yourself in the middle of one of those late night discord discussions just know that what you hear there stays there <laughs> very cool stuff so yeah that's a that's a great find there um that is that's uh, all caps rare you know because everybody calls anything you know any old equipment they throw out the word rare on eBay um, cocoa twos aren't that rare even cocoa ones themselves aren't that rare but something like that I believe is worthy of the title right yeah this one this one instead
9: of I call it a Picasso I think I, I think it's more of a Rosetta stone than uh, than anything else because it, it this one has you know it's it's one of the first ones it has a lot you know uh, a precursor to the uh, the the actual production cocoa one, so you you won't find this anywhere. Hmm. Yeah.
6: And how much are you going to sell it for, Richard? <laughs>
9: uh, thousand, two thousand. I don't know. No, I, I I have no plans of ever selling <laughs> this. Uh, I would probably donate it to a museum uh, if if I ever gave it up. Uh, we should we
10: should talk to uh, Glenn Soggy of Image Producers again because they had a. a, a pre-production prototype board in a wooden case from Tandy that they had to keep under lock and key when they were programming the initial releases of some of the cartridges back in like February of 1980 and mm-hmm. see if he recognizes the C board.
4: Hmm. Yeah. yeah
10: the earlier prototype that was you know like a wire wrap or something.
9: Right and this is different than the C board that I have that this one was a production one. Um, it had it, it, been out in the you know it was sold and Uh, It has different, slightly different modifications on it, and uh, so. But I, I might use that one as a guide on this one, uh, this current uh, C model, just to get some compare.
0: Hey, and while you were while you were showing that, or while we were showing that, Nick Marota had put a little uh, thing in the sidebar. You wanna you wanted to share that, Nick, what you had just said about your little story of getting your cocoa.
3: You mean where I said I got my uh cocoa as a birthday gift, yeah, 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 my well I got I, yeah, I got the cocoa one as a gift for my grandparents, um I think I was like I said in grade ten or eleven, and then um yeah, after my grandfather died, my grandmother would just uh, just give me random money every once in a while, and I would just save it away and buy whatever my disk drives or printer or whatever, so I was very lucky, very, very fortunate that I was able to uh I had her in my life to uh help me. You know, yeah. Computer stuff to help
10: fund your habit.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it led to me becoming a computer programmer. So, you know, that's awesome. She that's invested awesome. in me, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool, Richard. Thanks for sharing that. Um, the, before I start uh, just monopolizing the uh, airwaves again, did anybody else have a project update they wanted to share? Bruce Moore is raising his hand. He's very polite over there and he's in Canada. You want to start <laughs> yeah. off by saying, I'm sorry?
4: Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, screw you all. That's what
7: he have said. <laughs> Am I like frozen? I look frozen here. Am I totally you are frozen? frozen. You are frozen. Well, at least I'm smiling. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, shoot, I got something to show you here. But there I, you oh, go. Oh, no, you, oh, you, just,
0: you just unfroze.
7: Okay. So, um, um, you know, when we were having our hardware talk last time and talking about. Um, cases and all that it seems that seems that john strong's the guy for the cases right yeah what happens if john strong is uh becomes unable to make cases what do we do yep yep you know that that's one of our challenges yeah my brother got a 3d printer a little while ago and i said to him hey maybe you could make some cases and he's like oh i don't know but the reason I know he got three D printer is because he made me something for my birthday, and I'm just gonna bring it into the camera here. Okay, this, this is really cool. Okay, here, here, here it is. Oh, Ooh. Forest of Doom. Back <laughs> it up just guy. a little
0: bit. Yeah, it's three dimensional even. Oh wow. yeah. It back is. it up. Back it up a little bit. It's very, very close to the camera. We can see the whole thing. Okay, that is really cool. You can look see. at
7: this scary dude here. Like
0: yeah. This is just. That would be cool the next time you do an exhibit. You know. Um, yeah. That's neat. That's really that. That's neat. That's bigger yeah. than I would have
10: expected, too. Like Most 3D print stuff's fairly small. How tall is that, like a foot and a half or something?
7: Uh, no, this is... Well, it's got a proper scale here. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. What is that? Maybe eight inches? Maybe? That's what she
0: said, yeah. Uh,
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> <laughs>
7: At any rate, this has got me wondering about, I don't know, doing some sort of update to the the forest and, I don't know, making another contest. And I mean, wouldn't this be an awesome thing to have on your shelf, right? Oh, yeah.
10: Yeah. Now what you have to do, though, is you have to add a cartridge connector and a ROM chip and actually plug that in for your Force to Doom cartridge. Yeah, just (laughs) right in there. (laughs) It needs a real-time
7: clock
0: the uh the oh. cocoa the cocoa needs eight inches in it, so yeah well you won't well, you won't no
7: one will, no one will buy this unless it has a real time
0: clock apparently so. <laughs> and blinky <laughs> lights a sound chip I'm, think-
7: <laughs> I'm thinking of actually painting the face of it red and leaving the rest of it black that would that be cool
9: work. yeah hey, what's what's the serial number <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zero 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 this what's is the, the original. what's the
0: rev on the board uh, that's cool,
7: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, this wonderful things that can be done with 3D printers. Um, Uh, About how many hours did it
9: take to to make that?
7: um, He did three tries, but to actually print it? Yes. I think he said 11. 11 hours? I think it took 11 hours for it to do
0: all this crazy. Is that in Canadian Um, time? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah you drop it yeah something like that
9: i I could be wrong I'm yeah, thinking. that that's that sounds about right because that that's one of the drawbacks with uh, 3d printing is yeah. uh, it takes a long time and then of course like what you had mentioned this was his third attempt um, because you could be it, it could be going along and all of a sudden it could have a hiccup and then all of a sudden it just starts screwing up and you got to start all over again yeah yeah
0: that is' so, neat.
11: Cool yeah. case for a cocoa
9: pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and
7: I, go ahead. Well, well, I was just going to add in there, too, that um, Curtis and I have been talking a lot on Discord because I've been experimenting with Basic 09 and and um, Assembler on, well, Nitrous 9, I guess. Yeah, level actually, 1. Yeah, yeah, level 1, and getting, and getting them to uh, talk to each other. And so I, I'm happy to say I've successfully got Basic O nine to talk to to send some code out uh, to to interface with a machine language routine and come back again and not blow up, and that feels like a a I don't know a big accomplishment of some sort, um, and and I do have another another game idea that I'm I'm toying with here. So okay, uh, as I'm as I'm getting the uh, cracking out the cocoa forevers, I've I've got something else going on in the back of my mind. Excellent. So. So just to remind everybody, I think, I think it's episode five. is uh, came out last week, I believe it was. I had another real cliffhanger, and I'm behind. Uh, believe,
4: I'm yeah, behind you're behind. Yeah.
9: Yeah. I thought I thought it was episode four. Is it now yeah. five?
7: I believe it's five now. Yeah.
9: Oh. Alt undo. Anybody confirm that. Yeah. Hey, can can you post a link to where you can uh,
0: download and buy these, on
4: yeah. uh?
9: YouTube, on YouTube,
7: yeah, uh, put it in the
0: YouTube chat. Yeah, it was, it's it's uh, what is it? Uh, CocoForever.GraceNote.CA. Yeah,
7: You're maybe put, somebody who can get into YouTube if they could. I'll there. try that
0: right now. So it's CocoForever.GraceNote.CA.
7: Yeah, episode five actually has uh, it has a disc file that you start with, and mm-hmm. then it's got the audio portion, and then it's got video,
4: mm, actual an
7: actual
0: movie segment that's neat so so we we got you here let's let me ask you a question about that right now because yeah we've been talking about coco projects and and everything else so this is a new project this is very cutting edge it's very out of the box but how is it we premiered it here those of us on coco talk we know about it we're psyched about it how has the community at large what's the reaction been on that and um you know and how has that translated to like sales and stuff too
7: Oh well, sales are double digits. I say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think what's. Uh, I mean, this. I think the this is more of a uh, of a of a slower moving thing because it is episodic. It's coming out a bit at a time. People are on holidays. Oh, I'll catch. You know. Oh yeah, I'll catch up. I'll catch mm-hmm. up later. I know, some people like uh, Curtis, they're they're binge watchers or binge consumers, and so it's like I'm just going to wait till they're all out and get them all yeah. at once. Yeah. So it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. And it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, fewer coming in regularly and, um, I just, I think I just, the word's got to just get out more. Right. Right. It seems seems that when the word does kind of get out more than, then uh, people are like, Oh, and and then they grab it, you know, when they're not on holidays or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if somebody hasn't watched the the, the, the the debut of it and I'm not sure what it is, it is kind of hard to maybe explain it in a Facebook post, uh, just how in-depth and in- intricate this project is. And, you know, we live in a time now where there's so many things that are scrolling by our feed. And, uh, the, how do you, how do you know what to stop and click on? And, you know, so um, I, I think on the one hand you've created an extremely high quality product the entertainment value the production value all that stuff is there but it is also so different that how do you how do you make the object shiny enough to get somebody to click on it you know as a, as you're scrolling by Facebook feeds so uh, that might be part of your challenge on the marketing side you know
7: Yeah yeah I'm I'm starting to think I need to describe it as a as a movie so, one of my posts was, hey, you know, hey, Ready Player One, cut the cocoa. Well, why don't you check out a real cocoa movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my yeah. posts. So, I, I just, because, yeah, what? so what is it? Well, it's hard. You know, I said, well, it's this multimedia thing. And it's like, how do you get your brain around that? Yeah. It's, yeah,
0: yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. It's different. But, yeah. um that's cool. Hey, we got Wayne Campbell is in the live chat. We have not heard from our friend Wayne in a while, but you were talking about OS nine talking to assembly. He says, I know there is a section in the C manual that shows how to interface a C written object code subroutine to basic OS9 subroutine. I've never found anything concerning using assembly to write, um, you know, but interesting. Say, hey, welcome back, Wayne. It's good to see Wayne on here uh, to write an assembly object code subroutine. So maybe Bruce can write something showing how to do that. <laughs> You're, you might be walking into new territory, Bruce. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
7: Well, I
0: could, yeah, sure. Uh,
7: very Curtis, cool.
0: Curtis could do it too, of course. Maybe Curtis
7: and I can talk through it together or something.
10: Yeah. Yeah. No, we used to write a bunch of those for work. We had a whole set of stuff for, uh, work for our printers, for our terminals and stuff. Those all ML subroutines you'd call from BASIC
0: 9. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, does anybody else have a project update or acquisition to share with us?
6: I don't know if this counts, but I just ordered 10 of Mark Blair's Cocoa cartridge boards from Oshpark because I okay. want to make a drive wire cartridge for myself. Ah, okay. Another gentleman on the VCF org and on the Cocoa list um, who wants a cartridge. He unfortunately just killed his Cocoa 2 trying to do the 64K upgrade. He lives in Ohio, and hopefully he'll find someone local to help him fix that.
0: Yeah, friends don't let friends do uh, hardware hacks that don't know what they're doing. (laughs) That's why I don't do them
6: nearby I would have helped him do it
0: yeah Curtis Boyle burned his hair with a soldering iron one time so yep
6: um I'm about that fun putting that composite adapter in the MC10 so that's going to be a little bit of work it's not too much
0: yeah so cool
6: three pins and pull that old RF modulator out that I'll never use
0: so and there you go. Yeah. Well, um, let us, kn- let us know how that progresses. And somebody was asking the question recently too, cause you're talking about putting uh drive wire on a cartridge. Uh, the question of putting OS nine on a cartridge has come up a few times recently. Um, and uh, I don't remember where we last spoke on this. That's one of the problems. We've got so many communication outlets now. I don't remember if it was on the Coco Crew podcast or if it was on Discord if it was one of my drug-induced hallucinations, but um, I do recall having the conversation, maybe John Linville was in there too, where you could now have maybe have OS9 boot up on a cartridge and have a basic O9 program run from that cartridge. Did we have that yeah, conversation
10: you could. recently? O- OS9 was designed to be ROMable. If you look at the original specs from Microware, it is. Okay. Um, and Boise did his Coco Yoda project where he had a Coco 2 with OS9 on a ROM in his uh, Toyota truck at one point. I think he did it back in, like, 98. Okay. And he had monitoring some of the stuff from his truck. And he's actually got the source code for that project and everything else up on, uh, I think, GitHub or something. So, yes, you can put OS9 on a ROM. Um, you can have a mix of ROM and RAM. You can have it load all the modules that you want to run from and then just have the RAM for
0: the actual data for your program. And it works fine. So this might be something for Bruce Moore's next project, where if he makes something in Nitrous Nine and um, or Basic O Nine, that's a hybrid of Basic O Nine and Assembly, it could be a cartridge project, possibly. Yeah, theoretically
10: not. it could.
0: Be. I'm not saying it's a cartridge project, but it could be. <laughs> I remember as
7: long as it looks like this. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> At least the cartridges are red, so they're the right color for the. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, I
6: remember on the cloud nine page there was a specific ROM file that you could use if you didn't want to go to disk basic and it would boot directly to OS nine
0: okay uh, um,
6: pardon, uh, drive wire four I think
0: hmm so it is kind of cool that we live in a time where we have these um, what do they call them prototype boards and do-it-yourself things where you can make a cartridge and put whatever parts on there you want and stuff uh, that's very cool stuff uh, all right so we I think we have we gone around with project updates are we good there well I I didn't want
1: to say it's a project but I'm getting started on some stuff and I I thought I'd see if I can get feedback from people if uh, if you don't mind
0: yeah sure it okay, sucks um, it sucks quit don't quit your day job <laughs> I, I, uh, I you're can't ugly the yellow,
1: <laughs> so I took people's advice and they got this highly toxic chemical, and I'm setting up my UV light. And oh. uh, I was told it's best to wrap them up in brand sh- wrap and so forth.
0: Whoever's good at retro, what would you do?
11: It works.
1: I've used it.
0: Okay, that Ron, was Ron. That was Ron Delvo.
1: Should should I expect to get skin burns and? Uh... Yeah, do not
11: touch it, and, <laughs> and especially on your fingers in the sunlight because it turns white. And, oh really? Yeah, and it looks a little scary on your finger, and then when you wash it off, it still stays there for a while, and then eventually goes away. But <clears throat> it has a little sting to it, so I, I would. So work it look well. like
10: powder. So wear gloves is what you're saying?
11: Yeah, I would. I didn't, but. I'm stupid. <laughs> the, it's good thing you didn't get your yeah, beard there. you be really Yeah, really. goggles act, you know,
0: then maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, so you basically have... you, you put that pasty lotion over the cocoa parts. You wrap them in uh, Saran wrap and you put them out in the sun.
1: Yeah,
11: in the, in the sun out here, man, within ten minutes, you can tell it's working.
6: See, people, oh, people? really. Here's here's yeah. one that
11: was yellow, and it looks beautiful.
6: People have used the saran wrap method, but sometimes you get a mottled appearance on the, the case. No, that
9: I, I sometimes, think sometimes.
6: I didn't say all the time, Ron, sometimes.
9: Yeah, so I guess you Yeah, it, it Yeah, it depends on the level of sunlight, also, because right. like, uh, Ron lives in Arizona where the you sun is extremely bright compared yeah, to. The sun's trying the sun. to kill you, basically. Well, in Arizona, yeah. So. <laughs> so take that well, in consideration when you uh, put it out in the sun.
6: What some people do is they get a tub, a plastic tub, and they load it with warm water and then put the solution in that and then immerse the case in there and put that outside in the sunlight. And that seems to distribute the the hydrogen peroxide. Better. And you don't get that modeled effect.
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah, so I'm surprised the sun was enough because I, I was going to hook up a... Uh, You know UV light this uh, this next weekend and start doing it in the garage, but uh, it's plenty hot outside, so maybe I'll maybe I'll save some money that way. Well, the the,
9: using the UV light, it it would take a long time. Actually, you're talking about days instead of uh, you know compared to Ron because I mean it's 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 the UV light that is the is the magic in in the in the transformation. Yeah. but yeah, if you use a use the black light or UV light, it, it could take two, three days before you have any results compared to the sun. The sun is actually a better option.
1: Okay. That that's see that's the kind of stuff that helps out. Because uh, I would have been getting angry in my garage. It's like this isn't working, and somebody would have said, Oh well, you shouldn't have bought the light. You should just stuck it outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the
9: other and the other tip is also make sure the label uh, on your cocoa, uh, you're doing a cocoa two or three. It doesn't matter, but make sure the label is is covered. Because uh, if properly. you don't, it'll it'll screw it up. See, my red is gone. Oh, it
11: just touched it that one spot, and the red is gone on those label. That's something. Okay. Yep. Wow, you going to tape it.
6: Well, I think on the VCF uh, forum, someone was making replacement labels.
1: Yeah. So it's like, do you have a white cocoa <laughs> but no red dot on your label? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
11: sure I could probably paint it back on.
9: Uh, there is a... Uh, I can't remember who does the labels uh, here. Can't. Uh, his name escapes me. Uh, he does the 5K, uh, 512K labels, uh, Coco 3.
0: Uh, they that's uh, that's uh, Mike Rowan, I think. That's yeah, Mike, Mike Rowan. That's it, yeah. He sells Myro. 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 yeah Correct.
1: Okay, and the only other one that I got is uh, I got my 6309s in, and I'm going to do some installs. I know it's got more capabilities. What is it only good if you got OS 9, or is there some kind of pokes that you can do to make things run faster or something like that that uh, 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 I could I could take advantage of something?
10: There's, there's a few things. I mean, uh, Robert has patched Edasm to do native 609 stuff, so you can actually program the 609 in all of its native registers and additional commands. Um, Sockmaster had published some patches for BASIC, and Nick, you probably have a copy of it, more handy than I would, but he actually did some patches to use the 639 native mode and to use some of the TFM instructions for screen scrolling and screen clearing and stuff, so you can get some speed ups in BASIC in certain functions as well.
1: Okay, yeah, because I heard uh, somebody was, i didn't he, uh, I'm not sure who was doing it, oh, I can't remember the name, but they were doing the MC10 upgrades and I think he was porting over a 6309 to the MC10.
0: Oh, James, 6303, I, He was doing that it was James, James yeah.
1: Oh, uh, okay, Differ and Daffer. Yeah, that's him. Okay, all right. Yeah, because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting these in, but I'm just curious uh, when I'm gonna be able to actually get some benefit out of them.
10: Well, there's some Arista's programs right now that do take advantage. Like uh, Sockmaster is uh, Donkey Kong Transcode actually supports six zero nine native mode to get a fifteen percent speed increase. Um, his um, mod player takes definite advantage. You can get like literally two kilohertz better quality sound out of it. Uh, so he's actually got a specific 639 version of that program. It also lets the oscilloscope and stuff work a lot better than it does in the six eight nine version because he has more CPU time. So there's some programs that actually do take advantage of it. In and Cocoa,
0: that's Cocoa 3 specific, though.
10: Yeah. Are, are you putting this in a Cocoa 3 or Coco 1
1: and 2? Uh, I was going to put them in whatever happens to have a socket when I open up some of these machines.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that okay. would be a Cocoa <laughs> 1 and 2. Co- Cocoa yeah. 3 does not have a, a native socket. You would have to desolder the CPU to get the socket in a Cocoa 3. Yeah. Um, now,
10: as far as Coca 1 and 2 level software, the only ones I know so far that have 6 or 9 stuff built in is Nitrous 9 level 1. That does have some stuff built in for the 6 or 9 native mode. Yeah, because
1: we, we were doing the stuff on assembly and, uh, you know, I, I looked at some of the online specs for the 6309 and I was like, yo, yeah, oh man, I want to I wanna use some of these uh, wider registers and everything like that. So uh, I started wondering, well, where am I going to get an assembler? And, well... No programs are going to use this because it wouldn't use it wouldn't work on every machine. So, uh, I I got it knowing that it had advantages, but I yeah. didn't know exactly uh which ones would be the most beneficial.
10: Yeah, Nick, you you have Robert Galt's etasm. Does it work on a Cocoa one and two as well, or is it Cocoa three specific? uh
2: Cocoa three specific.
10: Okay, so you'd need a Cocoa three to do the assembly, and then
2: you could maybe yeah. write a
10: Cocoa one two program in it fine. But
2: well, you could yeah you you could do that, but. The assembly only runs on the Cocoa three.
10: Yeah, because I think it needs eighty columns or something like that, if I remember. I so use eighty
2: columns, higher clock. Yeah. The
0: so the 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 main the main benefits come if you have software written to take advantage of the uh, extra hardware features. But uh, a simple benefit too is that it does run cooler, right? So it runs cooler, it consumes less one power. Takes one hundredth
10: the power.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if nothing else, it, m- it might extend the life of your cocoa or at least reduce the temperature of stuff. Um, now, earlier when you were talking about um, putting the putting on the lotion on the Retrobrite, John Linville was doing a nice little quote from uh, Silence of the Lamb, right? It puts the lotion on its <laughs> skin or it gets the hose, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Um, and then Ed Snyder just joined us again. He says LWASM and cross assembly tools would probably take advantage of sixty three hundred nine stuff too. Um, so I'm kind of of the I'm kind of of the mindset that you know we we we've talked about we need more people making software projects because we got lots of hardware projects. I think if products were created to support a certain piece of hardware, uh, I think that would just help that market. Right. So if we started getting some sixty three hundred nine products even for the cocoa one and two it is so easy and so inexpensive to add a 6309 to a cocoa one or two because there's no soldering required why not make a program and say screw it this is a 6309 program put on your big boy pants spend five dollars and put in the chip bitch right and just make a program for it you know yeah i agree well, you know, why even bother having to say writing the code to say, well, if I have a sixty-three hundred nine, then do this, and if I don't, then do that. Screw it. This is a big boy program for a big boy champs, uh, uh, you know, big boy chip, and your little pansies can't run it. So buy yourself a chip and grow the f up, right? So that's what we did um, with Nitrous
10: Nine at first. Sixty-three hundred nine <laughs> only. It was like, oh, well, we sold the chip with with Nitrous Nine, and like I said, that first Cocoa Fest we were selling it, we sold, we sold out. We had fifty copies. We sold out the first day, chips and all. So we had to go buy chips from other vendors, and I had to go pay exorbitant hotel prices to Xerox manuals and stuff just to sell them on the second day because we were completely out. But, yeah, the Coca 1 and 2, definitely, I mean, you put a couple of TFM commands. Your your P copy you're trying to do in, to speed up your game there, Steve. Yeah. Replace that with a TFM instruction, it would be quite a lot faster.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's like. Well, I just know that I, I was surprised at how cheap it was because yeah. Yeah, I, I got mine through Boys and Tech, who... Very promptly delivered it for almost, I mean, it was like 12 bucks to get the three chips with shipping from San Antonio to Virginia. So it's like, you know, geez, it's like getting a
0: newspaper, you know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or like Mark Overhoser at Starbucks getting a crappy cup of Starbucks coffee. Amazon <laughs> You can't buy
1: Starbucks for uh, the cost of two of these chips.
4: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Trade a coffee for two chips, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, I mean,
10: I mean, we have those patches for basic on the Cocoa 1 and 2, the 64K, where you kick it in RAM mode, copy the basic ROMs over, then you can muck with the ROMs. You could literally go patch the ROMs, and I think somebody is working on that right now for patching the ROMs to use a lot of 6309 native code, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of speedups. Plus, you can write code smaller, uh, which means you have some room to put in some different routines, etc., that you wouldn't normally be able to do if you're trying to optimize, say, the 679 code itself. So, yeah, there's definitely some advantages that can be taken. Uh, we need more people doing Cocoa 1 and 2 development for 6309, to be honest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I did some patches recently to NitroSign Level 1 to speed up some of the graphics and text drivers uh, for Cocoa VGA as well. So that's running literally about twice as fast as it used to be. But you know, we need
1: some stuff under Aristos as well. So you're saying uh, we're needing development for Cocoa 1 and 2 for the
0: 6309? Yeah.
1: Especially for basic. Yeah, cause I, I'm, I'm just now starting to get ro- rolling again, and it's like I'm, I'm, thinking all kinds of potential projects. Every time I hear something and I think of something, it's like, oh, well, I'll find out. Oh, somebody's already doing that. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, let me try this. And let me try that. And these things pique my interest, and it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out what I want to do. And if there's a uh, stuff that people are looking for, uh, you know, maybe we should start a little forum on Discord where it's
0: like. Uh,
1: I'd like to have,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got there's- two suggestions if you're looking for a project. We we are very short on RAM upgrades and sound chips. So if you want to work <laughs> oh, on any yeah, of those definitely. two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
9: yeah. on, on on the serious side, uh, Terry, um, there's a product that Jim sells is called Coco Flash. And um, there's, there's a lot of potential for that one to be, uh, you know, uh, software written for that. Uh, it's, it's like an SDC card, but it, it writes it to a ROM and you can address, uh, programs or not programs, but ROM cartridges.
1: Yeah. that That's uh, what it looks like a ROM cartridge and you just yeah. program the cartridge and reuse it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's in need of a user interface right now and, uh, maybe a, an improved process to load up the cartridge with stuff. So that, yeah, that is something that we could definitely use some development help on, um, uh, I've I bought one. I, I barely understand it, and I'm not. And my my lack of understanding is just because I'm you know I'm not that technical. But um, seeing what some of the challenges are, I, I I have some ideas, and I think we have been in Discord kind of brainstorming on some things we'd like to do or like to see. Um, but it, would, it might be cool to actually create a Discord channel where we sit down now and let's get let's put together a team. You know, let's let's you know some of them can be the brain trust and the brainstormers, dream the dream team, and the other ones are the people who actually know how to make the software to make this work. But it's a great um, Jacob Rydell is here. Hey, and so um, yeah, so that would be an interesting project that I think would really be nice to have this holy grail. Um, user interface and and loading process to it. Um, uh, SAC City Tech was saying that the 6309 is compatible with the 6809. Why would you need a selector? Well, I'm talking about if you're writing software. You can write software to detect the presence of the chip and and take advantage of the chip. That's one way to do it. Or you can just write software that says, screw it. I'm only going to work on this chip and if you don't have it I won't work. Um, You don't need a selector for it because it is backwards compatible. It will automatically run software. Um, so. I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's talking about
9: the the thing that Jim Brand came out. It's a, uh, a uh, kind of a cope and not all a, oh, it's a dual two, processor. two chip thing. Yeah. 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 And, and that's really useful for, uh, if you're doing software development, uh, mm-hmm. you could switch between both making sure that it works with a true 6809 versus ah, the and, and it's also a really good. You could buy it in a kit form, or you could just buy the board by itself and put it together. It's kind of a cool little thing to to assemble, and it doesn't cost
0: that much. So right, right. So and then Ed Snyder is just saying that it's 100% compatible in 6809 mode, except for divide by zero and illegal opcodes throwing an interrupt. So there is some type of weird situation where yeah. something. Written for the Divide by zero,
10: you don't have to worry about because divide is a hardware instruction only on the 6309. You shouldn't be doing that on six zero nine anyway. But an illegal instruction on a six eight zero nine will just kind of skip over the opcode and go on. On the six three zero nine, it'll trigger an illegal instruction trap and then jump to an IRQ type of address. You know, trying to find where it wants to go to handle your your uh, hardware issue, trying to an illegal and trying to issue an illegal instruction. So it will definitely behave differently in that case. And some people use illegal instructions to do timing loops. Of weird sizes and weird times mm-hmm. so there's a few programs not a lot i've seen maybe three or four out of you know the thousands available that have actually used that that don't work properly in a six time but there are a couple
1: okay yeah and i think mark on discord i think you said that uh the FIRQ acts like an irq which
10: that's programmable you can change that either way it defaults to running just like a six out of nine where an FIRQ only puts the program counter and the condition code registered in the stack but you can tell it no, I want you to act like an IRQ. So it, when an FRQ triggers, it'll actually
1: push all the registers. Oh, okay. Which, which is nice that's if you're trying what I was thinking, to it's like I used to do all of my stuff when I'm doing screen scans. I'll do quick operations between scan lines, and it's like, well, if I'm pushing all the registers, I might not have enough time to do my operations.
10: Yeah, no, it's totally optional. You you set it which way you want. If you have something where it actually does require to push all the registers, rather than have to go pull through multiple hardware devices all on the IRQ line, you can actually say one's on the FRQ, one's on the IRQ. And have them both push all the registers, and then you have no polling to worry about.
0: <laughs> awesome. Did anybody understand what Curtis just said? <laughs> there, he said drive wire, TTL. Drive wire. Drive wire, <laughs> wire yeah, wire. Where,
9: where's David Ladd when you need
0: him? <laughs> all I heard was somebody talking about an F and IRQ, right? So uh <laughs> I like Jacob
10: Riddle's comment. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's one of my friends from my uh, Minecraft channel. So he's like... What are you talking
10: uh, about? It. In English, like normal <laughs> words, I don't see if it's American. I understand this.
0: So, um, no, the cool stuff, yeah. So 6309, everybody should have one. All the cool kids are getting one. You guys should get one too. And Terry,
10: uh, if, you, if you do want to write a 6309 exclusive program, I would try writing a game because some of the stuff you could do with that chip even on a Cocoa 1 and 2, you could do some pretty impressive stuff.
1: Yeah, because when, when I get when I get programming again, I was thinking, you know, I've got I've got another index register and I got two more 8-bits and, you know, Crap, combine it together to make a 32. You, you, you got some killer options on this thing. So I, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah.
10: The biggest ones I would use would be the am uh, instructions or in memory and stuff because you can do, you know, background masks and stuff for graphics a lot faster in one instruction having to do three or four. And also the transfer memory instruction where you can, you know, blast a screen copy copy screen or clear a screen really really fast
1: awesome all right so yeah i like i said i just wanted to get some feedback because it's like okay i'm going to stick these things in and find out well there's nobody's got software that that's using for them but i'm going to go ahead and check out the uh coco flash and see what see what's up with that and see about maybe writing some uh some code here in the next couple of weeks yeah i think uh yeah,
10: yeah next, it's it's the kitchen week and, week two, it's uh, a chicken and egg
1: thing though. this stuff what's
10: that yeah. It's a chicken and egg thing, though, because, I mean, we have this extra hardware nobody's written software for, but nobody's going to buy that extra hardware if nobody writes software for it. So you just have to just jump in with both feet, just go.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm not quite ready to be able to contribute to the software side of that, but I do have some ideas on... Um, you know some wish list items for the user interface and maybe the procedure and things like that. So um, I think we could definitely get a team together, a brain trust, and 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 maybe so maybe we should make that Discord channel. We'll make a if it doesn't already exist. We need to make a Cocoa Flash. The sixty-three oh nine Discord channel would be nice. Yeah, sixty-three oh nine one two. We could do it. It's real easy. It doesn't cost anything to make a new channel. Yeah. Um, uh, so is this where I can insert my shameless plug that you can buy those
9: sixty-three oh nines at VoiceOnTech com and maybe get a banner and put it behind
0: my back uh, and and put it on video too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on just a second here. What we can do is I could go to. Um,
1: and where do we go for the warranty retur- returns? Oh right. uh go for retro.com.
9: dot com. Uh Jim Brain. He's 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 a really right. heck of a nice guy, yeah. So here's I a boi- like my banner now. Yeah, sudden, yeah, that, huh? that that exactly. There you go.
0: So I just put up the sponsor page again, so don't forget Boyson <laughs> Tech, right? B O Y S O N Tech dot com, where you can get some high quality sixty three oh nine chips. And, and sockets make, if you need. and sockets if you need some sockets, so you got dips to go with those chips. Yep. All right, so there we go. It
1: um, it all and if we need them installed, how we uh, how you want us to do that?
9: Oh uh i, I I'm going to uh, uh, put up a uh, a buy button to, to where um, I will automatically send you a shipping label and then you can send the board to me to get uh, upgraded. Uh, but right now, you can just contact me. I can make arrangements. Uh, you could just send the board to me. I'll upgrade it, and 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 also I can replace the caps and clean the board all you know all in one uh, swoop. And I do those for uh, fifty dollars uh, for the complete overhaul like that, wow. uh, and that also includes return shipping. Wow, that's not bad at all. Very cool. Yeah, normally normally I charge $30 just to do the, the CPU update, upgrades.
0: All right. Hey, I got, I, got to, um, I got to call my wife real quick. So I don't know if you guys, we can do one of two things. I can run a commercial break or if you guys want to talk amongst yourselves. But then we have a segment we want to do, a new segment. And hopefully Diego's still with us. And if you want to join that conversation, we've got a new section to the, sh- to the segment, to the show. Um, so what would you guys like to do? You, want, you all want to keep talking or you want me to run, run a commercial for about a minute and a half? I want I want to go get some coffee so commercial's good. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back boys and girls. Good.
1: Hello, this is Grant Leedy with Coco Talk. Got your Coco 3 oh yet? Oh god,
9: get them off of there.
1: Hi, this
10: is the award-winning Alan Huffman of Subith the software, and you're watching Stevie Fall Off Cliffs.
5: Coco three yet? Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. Get
0: ready. What's going on, everybody? Original gamer Stevie Stroh here. And if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get i coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com today. Tell them the original gamer Stevie Stroh sent you.
5: Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games and their own sale. Get this six game model for $29.95 or the four game model for $21.95. With rising entertainment cost, that's a real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash and more. Easy to hook up and great family fun that lasts all year long. The sale price TV games. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company.
8: Hi, I'm Mike Rowan, and you're watching the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. And when you're done watching, come over and listen to the Coco Crew podcast.
3: Hi, this is John Linville. And Neil Blanchard. We are the Coco Crew. I hope you're enjoying watching Stevie Stroh play video games, especially the Cocoa games. And when you're done with that, check out our podcast at CocoCrew.org. Can you catch all the latest news and information about the Tandy Color Computer and
1: Compatibles? Oh yeah. I'm talking about the Coco Crew Podcast. Dig it each month.
5: Join John, Neil, and Mike as they lay down the latest news and information about the Radio Shack Tandy Color Computer and Compatibles. Move to interview. Tech segments and discussions all about the Radio Shack Tandy Color Computer.
12: Stretch your fine self over to www.cococrew.org and start listening today.
4: The Coco Crew Podcast. Keeping it Cocoa.
0: Keeping it Cocoa, dig? We're keeping it Cocoa. And I am almost done with listening to the Cocoa Crew podcast. I got to the point where I started listening to John Linville's tech segment on, um, on it, adding assembly to a basic program. All right, And so I have not finished um, listening to all of that. But, yeah, it's been a great show so far, uh, Cocoa Crew podcast. If you have not listened to them, then Listen to him, damn it. Um, <laughs> now, we've got a new segment that we're going to do here. And before we start it, number one, I want to maybe let Nick uh, Morentis, who came up with this idea, maybe uh, explain it. But I also want to see if Diego is willing to be our first willing participant because he did have some... Mm-hmm things to talk about. You know, he's working on a software project and was sharing with us, you know, a few things and ask a few questions. So are you w- willing to be our sacrificial first um, te- <laughs> tech talker on this segment, Diego?
12: Sure, more than willing.
0: All right. So Nick Morentes had a brilliant idea, one of many brilliant ideas that Nick Morentes <laughs> has had. Um, I was just going to say that was a
12: rare occasion, but go ahead. <laughs>
0: So we've got a new segment, and we are a professional show. So we will, um, you know, we will we will show you the little intro graphic here. But why don't you tell everybody what we're about ready to embark on here, Nick? Well,
2: it's just an idea of uh, it's just a a segment where if anyone has any, um, it's a bit hard to explain. I haven't even clarified it in my own head, but if you have an idea, if you're working on a, a specific subroutine, whether it be a, a sound routine that you've just done or you have a few ideas <coughs> like uh, how to cycle, how to um, um, optimize uh, CPU cycles, little little things like that, you can just discuss the uh, the routine or the, the idea. So it's, sort of, it, it's more of a software segment that covers a few detailed um, aspects of a project that you may be working on. Um, Yeah, a bit hard to explain. I don't know where it's going to go, but I figured, well, let's throw this nifty, uh, uh, catchy title and uh, infographics. And uh, Diego has a project he's working on at the moment that he's writing a a game in BASIC. And uh, on the Facebook page, he mentioned a problem that he's having regarding moving one of the characters on the screen it flickers a lot so I thought that might be a good um, discussion uh, for this particular segment whereby he explains the problem that he's trying to you know overcome and uh, everyone just has throws their ideas in now I think uh, it's been pretty well described on the Facebook page now anyway but mm-hmm. yeah let's give give this a uh, segment a uh, run and see how how it comes out
0: all right sounds good well let's start off that, with the yeah. uh, intro graphic here because this is very important
2: and, yeah and you might also <laughs> need to access the facebook page to um diego has a, a some videos on the yep. uh, facebook page that shows the problem so mm-hmm. afterwards yeah put that on and then we can talk about what the
0: problem is all right i got that queued up so here we go get ready for a brand all new right, segment let's go keep your pants on That's right, everybody. Welcome to Core Dump. That's right. (laughs) Perfect.
11: Where we talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> we've been
0: we've been doing that for uh, for two hours and so. sixteen minutes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: you should put that that uh, intro graphic right at the start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to shit talk. All right, so um, so is Diego
2: so might want to explain what the game is mm. he's trying to do. Then you can play the video, I suppose.
12: Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, actually, this game—it's—it's it's kind of a follow-on. The, the original one I wrote it like uh, four or five years ago, and I started thinking about making a little bit of an update. Got carried away and started adding a lot more things. The idea is that uh, there is a little mouse somewhere on the screen, uh, usually behind walls or sort of like that, different obstacles. And you have the cat. The cats that, in order to catch the, the mouse, they have to jump um, over the obstacles and try to land on top of the mouse before the mouse actually reaches the cheese. Okay. So yeah, the um, the problem. I mean, I realized that I was optimizing the code and actually. I was getting more frames per second, but I noticed that that actually was making the flicker look worse. At some point, I even created a a table where I was pre-calculating all the positions of the cat during the jump. Okay. So then while actually jumping it, I was just reading from that table, Uh, so it was almost instantly but the flicker was horrible. So I actually yeah. added a little delay between frames and noticed that the flicker didn't seem that bad, but of course that made the, the animation slower. Right. Now this
2: is a basic program for the viewers um, to realize this, this isn't a se- isn't an assembly language program, so he's dealing with the uh, speed of BASIC and you're using the get and put commands to move the cat so um yeah at this point you might want to play the video so uh, you can see the flickering
0: right so i'll play the first one
2: the the arrow uh the right break yeah
0: yeah okay yeah so you see the cat kind of blinking as he's moving but I, I gotta say, before we even get into the tech talk of this, this is a really cool design, uh, Diego. Visually, this looks really nice. I Thank like you. how you have the city in the background, and you know your cats look like cats. Um, so the gra- <laughs> the graphics that you've created are are really nice. So good job on this, sir.
11: In the thanks,
0: thanks. It kind of reminds me of a cross between like maybe the old tank artillery duel, where you had to like come up with your angle to shoot the bomb to blow up the other person. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that. It's got a little bit of like Angry Birds going on here too and yeah. stuff, so uh, kind of neat.
12: Yeah, actually when it I started it because a few years ago somebody was talking about having an Angry Birds game in the Coco. Yeah. And they were saying, "No, it can't be done with all the the physics and all that stuff." And I thought, "Well, but Angry Birds, it's basically it's the old Gorilla's game, the one yeah. that came with the PC Basic, yeah. just grown up." Can't we do something in between? Sure, sure. Yeah, this is this is kind of it.
2: Someone actually has written an Angry Birds for the Coco One and Two.
12: Well,
0: you're thinking of Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's totally different game. Yeah. Okay, so what we saw there in that video was the the flickering, and your your challenge right now is you want to reduce that flicker, and so one of the things you've done is you've put a pause in the cycle to reduce the flicker, and we'll go ahead and show that video now. Okay, so now we see some of the, um, so now we see that the, it's not blinking as quickly, but now it's slower in its arc, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a That's similar right. challenge I was running into with my Cosmic Aliens, too, was, you know, and at least there I have the ability to double buffer so I can get rid of the flashing completely. However, it's at an expensive speed.
12: Right. And I actually, uh, it was after watching your your video, the one where you dumped the double buffering and got the extra speed, but uh-huh. the blinking that I thought, yeah, okay, I actually liked it better before, even though it was slower, uh-huh. because uh, the flicker is, uh, wasn't bad at all, I mean, there was no flicker, and next time I, s- I sat uh, to write my game, I realized, yeah, you know what, the flicker here, it's pretty bad, what can I do to make it better, is there anything? That can be done to make it better. Now you're. All, um, I
2: noticed that the cat can is superimposed over, say, a window. Whenever he, he flies in front of a window, you've actually make it superimposed over it. Um, so, in other words, I'm assuming you're you're also capturing the background and saving that and doing something more than just pasting the, um, the doing yep. a put. So, in other Hello. words, you're doing. A lot more than just a, a paste of the cat. Uh,
12: sorry, uh, the, my 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 call keeps uh, dropping for a few seconds oh. every now and then. Uh, this is something that I wanted to mention about uh, the way uh, that I'm putting the graphics there. Uh, Paul Thoyer, I think it is the pronunciation of the name. Yeah. You no, know, you always have problems pronouncing names in Spanish. Now I have the problem the other way around. Um, He gave me a patch, you could call it, that if you load it, it will make the hput command when using the preset option to treat the color zero as transparent. Oh, neat. All right. So that's what I'm actually doing here. I'm just doing a a regular hput with a preset option. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's doing it by itself. It's getting back okay, so, to work. Okay, so,
0: so, but do you still have to get the background and put the background back to restore it? Um,
12: yeah, yeah, I do. I do, yeah.
0: Okay, but you're not having to do any fancy trick to, to get to achieve transparency, though. That's right. That's actually pretty cool. Now I haven't done get and put too much on the Cocoa 3, but I know on the Cocoa 1 and 2, you can speed things up if you have everything equal eight uh, a full byte. You know, you you capture everything in byte by byte blocks, and you put them at byte locations. And so I'm not sure how many pixels that translates to a byte on a Cocoa 3 with 16 colors. Um, Two pixels it? per byte. Two, Two yeah. pixels per byte. So if you if you captured your image at um, so it's two pixels per byte? Yeah. Do you know how many pixels wide your cat is? Uh
12: sixteen.
0: So you would need to so that's thirty-two bytes?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Eight, eight bytes. Eight bytes? Okay. Yeah. So it shows you how that's where my cool. math skills are. So yeah, you would have to get it at exactly the uh the thirty-two pixels, and then you if you put it evenly every two bytes, you could do it without having to get it with the comma G because when you get it with the comma G, it, it takes up more CPU resources to, to put it on the screen. So if you skip the comma G, you can do the fast put routine. However, you're limited on those positions. You can't do it at every odd pixel. You can only do it on, on every byte boundary. And so on like on a Cocoa 1, on a... P mode four screen. That's that's every eight pixels is one byte, right? And so you would you you would be limited to moving eight pixels left or right, but it would be a faster putting. Does that option exist on the Coco Three? Do you guys know?
12: Uh, I don't think it does. No. And actually, it's it's even worse, because what I found out is uh, once I get the graphic, if I put it on a, on an even pixel, I think it is. It depends on where I get it, if I get it from an even or odd. If I put it on the other one, then the, the graphic it's all distorted.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it is. It's kind
12: of like if in... Um, yeah, I, I will need the G option, but I don't have it available. So I actually, before uh, putting the graphic, I have to check if the coordinate is even or odd. And if it's uh, even, I have to make it an old position. I have to mm. just well, put it be, one pixel to the right.
0: Maybe streamline your routine to only make it move two pixels at a time so it's always even.
2: Yeah.
12: Yeah, that could yeah, work.
10: And
2: you wouldn't have the extra calculations.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't have to do the yeah. calculations. Yeah. And so, so are you
2: uh, capturing the background first and then placing the cat over an area and then having to restore the background with, a, with a, a put and just loop that whole process over and over? I'm sorry. I, I got cut again. You were saying if I uh, get... W- yeah. Was the cut on my end? I'm just wondering if it's my microphone.
0: No, that. no.
12: It, it's, it's me. It's oh. me. It's been happening to oh. me all day. It's the, oh, Trump, okay. it's the
0: Trump tariffs on South American Skype <laughs> calls right now. So, <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah. So, basically... Are you capturing the background first with a get and then putting the cat on and using that transparency trick, but then having to put the background back on and then loop that whole process over and over? Right, yeah.
12: Let me actually, you know what, Um, I'm going to try to share my screen, Uh see how that works.
0: But yeah, I think if you hard coded to, to always move two pixels and always move on an even pixel, it it should um, <clears throat> it should speed mm-hmm. that whole process
12: up. So here's my main loop. Goes from here to here. What editor are you using there? Oh, this is just Notepad++. I mean, I'm I'm actually not coding in Notepad++. I'm coding on VCC but from time to time i dump my code to text so i can when i need to search for something or yeah, see how it is
4: yeah
12: that's it's exactly right than I... uh, trying to figure how it out how
0: do how do you dump out of the out of vcc
12: i save the file in ascii format and then i use image tool to dump it
0: okay okay i'm going in the reverse direction i'm using an ascii editor that is actually letting me direct directly manipulate the disk image um, so you can actually, actually, while, while we're on that, uh,
2: VCC allows you to set up a um, uh, modify the print routine. You can do a L list or whatever, but you specify a file on the um, on the PC,
4: ah, and it will so. print
2: print your file to say I I usually dump it to the desktop, uh, and then you just grab that. Or just double click on that file and it opens up your, your editor. So no need to muck around with transferring the yeah. files. Yeah. BCC has that option. Yeah. Anyway. W- <laughs> so there's one tip.
0: <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I just recently learned, um, Diego, is yep. that um, some, some basic optimizations. If you can um, have basic work with a variable versus a constant, it's actually faster than having to have to translate that constant number that you have in your code over to something else. So I actually retooled Cosmic Aliens for all my screen positions now are stored in in an array variable, and I can pull them up quicker, and I can refer to them uh, as variables versus constants. And even when I'm adding positions, I'm adding positions, uh, my offsets are being added as variables versus constants. So rather than saying, you know, plus two... I'm saying plus another variable that equals two, and supposedly that's faster for Basic to handle um, adding variables versus adding these constant numbers in the code. Um, so that's just a little hack in um, changing some of your your stuff. Uh, okay. I noticed, you know. I notice yeah. you're doing from a minus seven to a plus eight, so that's your fifteen or sixteen pixels, right? So that's that's right. kind of the dimensions, right? Um, and then wh- how how are you moving it? Are you doing it by step one or step two? Or are you just where where do you start? Like how do you increment the speed of that?
12: Yeah, um, I have. This is the the horizontal position.
0: Okay, location like LO for
12: location. Right. Yeah, so... No, actually, this is for uh, loop. If, if you're going through... Ah, okay. If you went through all the levels and you play again, it makes it di- uh, more difficult. Yeah. So, this this can be ignored, basically. So, it's just the horizontal position mass uh, plus um, this value that kind of... It's supposed to be the wind that blows your cat mm. forward. And then the, the vertical position is here, which is
0: yeah if you could simplify the code to where your cat's always moving two pixels and it's and it's, and it's dealing with whole numbers and not integers like point fives and things like that, mm-hmm. that would probably speed it up too
12: yeah yeah that's that's pretty simple to do
0: yeah and, and if, then if if, if you, if you needed to use the um if you needed to use the floating point numbers to slow it down, for example, you could find another way to slow it down just by using like the play command to play a very brief pause uh, mm-hmm. i found I found using the a fast play. Is better than doing a for next loop, and it's an easier statement too. So just like do a quick play pause, like P1 or whatever, with a certain tempo, and if you needed to slow it down that way, that might be a way to do it.
12: Okay,
2: I think the bulk of the flickering is caused because of the fact that he's um, doing a lot of get and putting. Yeah. Um, if you could yeah. minimize the amount that you are moving the cat by, say, you know, restrict it to two or maybe four uh, pixels at a time, um, then rather than having to um, capture the background, draw the cat. You may have to turn off the transparency patch that you've got. Um, right. Capture the cat, just say two, two pixels extra on all around it, That way, when you move the cat, you don't have to paste anything back. You can just move the cat to the new position. That saves um, a bit of the, you know, capturing the background and restoring the background. Just keep printing just the cat, and the cat will automatically um, erase the previous cat. And, you know, if it's moved forward by two pixels, it will automatically erase those um, trailing two pixels as well right. the only problem yeah. is of course um you can't superimpose it making it fly in front of uh, one of those yellow mirror uh windows that you've got there right that's the only problem so whether if it was me i would look at maybe changing the background move all mm-hmm. the windows a bit higher uh mm-hmm. and so yeah. that your cat doesn't have to leave Although you've got brick walls and stuff as well, yeah. So that's well, maybe
0: maybe get the maybe get the affected area ahead of time do the whole animation to cycle but let, let, it be a distru- let it be a destructive put where it is erasing part of the background behind it but when the animation loop is done then just put back the whole background. So you're not replacing the background every single time you replace the background at the end. So that might be a compromise where as he's flying through the air he's going to erase part of the windows and leave a trail <coughs> but as soon as he's done boom put it back.
4: Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, Diego, can you
0: show your code that
10: the chunk that's doing the drawing? Because one other thing I would mention sure. is have the uh, time between drawing the background, the background put, and then the uh, drawing the foreground cat reduced should be as you know right next to each other at all possible. So if you're doing some math calculations like positioning and stuff in between, maybe do the calculations first so that you got pre set up what you're supposed to do. Then do your blanking put immediately followed by your actual drawing the cat the new position put.
12: Yeah, you know, uh, that actually makes the animation faster, but uh, makes the flicker worse. I think that part of yeah. the problem is the speed at which uh, get and put work.
0: Yeah,
10: oh,
2: okay. Uh,
12: yeah, I, I think the, on- the, the, the better solution would have been to have smaller graphics, though.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think um, the, the extra flickering is caused because you're, you're um, doing the gets and puts. At a faster mm-hmm. rate than what the, the the scan line on the monitor is refreshing the screen. So you're catching points whereby it's not updating the screen. So you're getting this odd blanking period as well. Whereas if you mm-hmm. slow that down, you are giving the, the screen more refresh time to be able to draw an entire mm-hmm. frame and uh, you reduce that. Uh, misstep you know you have you ever seen whenever you take a well it, for me anyway over here we run 50 Hertz um um video on on TVs and right. quite often if I have a video camera that's trying to capture a, a picture just by pointing it at that that um, the screen um, the cameras probably going at a higher higher refresh rate but the 50 hertz screen it's, it makes a, a weird ripple. They're sort of out of sync, yeah. so you see yeah. a big dark band. That's because it's out of sync with that. And I'm thinking you're you're probably getting a bit of that as well. The faster you try to speed up that frame rate, you're falling more out of sync. In assembly language, what I use, what I always do, is I synchronize the um, the the monitor for the top of a. Um, uh, a a refresh a V-sync refresh, and then I do all my my drawing uh, well, rather not at the top at the bottom of the v sync so after it's drawn a screen and the gun is retracing back you, to you you're top. using
0: the same time you're using the same line number there yep. Um, yep, yep what what I would actually experiment there with for your pause is figure mm-hmm. out a play, figure out a play command and see how long that play command is like if you do a play. Okay. 255 L1 comma P 10, that might be like a one-tenth of a second pause, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to experiment with that to see how long the play is. But that way it's just executing one line of code. You're not having to do any calculations or for four loops or if then's. Right. it's just a constant um, thing. You're going to have to play around with that to see how long it is. But, but programmatically that's going to achieve your pause result with less uh, calculations.
12: So maybe there is a a pause length that, even though it's not too large, it will be the correct one to give the best results according yeah. to the screen yeah. sync. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah,
0: so you can mess around with the length, the tempo, and the pause numbers and find okay. one that works for you. Um,
12: So I'm here. I'm and your graphics, your,
0: your graphics look really nice, I have to say. You're, did nice. you use the Simon Jonasson semi-graphic screen to design that?
12: Nope. Okay. Nope. Just did it manually.
0: I manually. Um, Save the cheese, right? So you have to take out <laughs> the mice before they get to the cheese, huh?
12: Right, yeah. This is, this is the new one. In the old one, there was no cheese. You yeah. were just trying to catch the mouse.
0: But I have to say, this looks really nice, man. It really does. It's, oh, you're just using cheesy. like... <laughs> a bit cheesy, <laughs> <laughs> and there's your cats, huh?
12: Right. So I put the cats on the left side. Then I choose which one is going to to do the jump based on the wind. And there you go. It looks a little better. Oof. Okay. The
0: flickering was a little better.
12: I guess. What uh, do I need to use? Uh, you need to do one like
0: or? a P1 or something. Yeah, you need to put a number after the P. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great little intro screen.
12: Thank you. Yeah, I, I cut out the. It has some music, but you know, I'm I'm testing stuff and I need to keep going and going, starting it every time. Yeah. I, I'm going to add an option to to skip the music if you want because, otherwise, it yeah. Can look at be that! Calm. You don't
0: even, you can, the flicker is barely That's not noticeable. That's bad. Yeah. yeah.
12: So you you yeah. want to
0: play around with that? So is your is your is your object to hit the cheese or is your object to hit the mouse?
12: No, it's to hit the mouse. It's okay. just that since I changed the the horizontal value to make it always uh, even, now the cats are jumping much much uh, longer than they used to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and what Jim Gary was also saying too is that he says you want to have your put loop set up to where you have at, when you before you restore the background, you want to have as much stuff in between the putting the cat and then restoring the background to create that natural pause too. Right. So yeah. um
12: Yeah, that's another possibility. I used to try to have as few things as possible there mm-hmm. to try to make it faster, but now that actually I want to to make it slower perhaps instead of just adding a an natural pause i can just move some code between the yeah between the, the be, of between the background the, yeah, and the top of the camera. yeah
0: exactly that'll slow it down too yeah um i i got to say i really like what you're doing you know and it Thank looks you. it looks really nice this looks like a nice looking game you know a lot of times we'll we'll sit here and say Oh, uh, it's in basic. It can't be any good. You know. <laughs> but I mean, look, we have Jim Gary in the live chat. Jim Gary cranks out stuff all the time. And he, he has yeah. some really neat stuff that he does. There's there's a lot of people in the Facebook group who are posting stuff that's done in basic that looks really nice. Um, you know. Um so I mean this looks good. And I think this is kind of a cool segment because we 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 have had some tech talks and some hardware talks, but we really haven't gotten into Software talks or development talks. And so, um, this, is, this is a good one. This is a good way to kind of test the waters and have that dialogue. And we're not necessarily going to solve the problems. We're not necessarily going to sit here and, and rewrite code on the air, but we can at least say, listen, here's what I'm doing. And we can brainstorm on it. And then you have some yeah. takeaways from this that you can go back and try. And then maybe the next week you can come back and say, hey, after all these discussions, uh, here's what I've done and here's the results. You know, right. um, I mean, we've yeah. got people in the sidebar offering in. Um, so we were basically crowdsourcing some software assistance right now between <laughs> the panel and between the uh, people in the chat. So this is great. I really do. I like this. And thanks for bringing, for, thanks for having
12: this idea, Nick Marentis. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's great. Man. And actually, I was just reading, yeah, Curtis. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I know I need to go to basic 09 sometime. I need to do it, It's it's one of my goals. Yeah, and also uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, doing a whole game in assembly. I really have very, very little time for myself and for my projects. I don't think that I can do get to the point where I can do the whole game uh, in assembly without, you know, spending months and months trying to learn. But perhaps learning enough so I can have a routine to just perhaps move the graphics in assembly. That will make it nicer and faster right. than just yep. HGET and HPUT.
0: Yep, yep. And that's kind of what—that's what, that's what, kind of what John Linville talked about this month on the Cocoa Crew, was mm-hmm, you know giving me yeah. some ideas on ways to um, integrate assembly into basic. And that's kind of a lot of people have made that suggestion to me too. Is that instead of jumping into the deep end of assembly, learn some assembly routines. Just do small little things to speed up your program, and you kind of make that. Transition from one to the other, you know, uh, uh, hybrid, hybrid, you know. Um, yeah. Terry Steen's asking about any good basic compilers that are out there. Now, there is what? what's the one for the Coco 3? Is it called C Basic 3 or something like that? Yeah, there's a yeah. couple of them. Yeah, um, ML Basic,
10: uh, C Basic, one's with Satchaware, one's Sir Comp. There was a bunch for the, the Coco 1 and 2, too. Some of them were very incomplete, like Aardvark's little mini compiler only did like print and four next loops and a few other specific commands, but there was a few for the COCO 1 and 2 as well.
2: I think with all of them, though, um, none of them will uh, take a normal basic program and just convert it outright. I think you've got to learn the syntax of the compiler. It's almost like a new version of BASIC Mm -hmm. in some cases. So you've got to write the BASIC the way the compiler wants you to write it uh, with what commands it
0: understands, and Mm -hmm. then you can compile it. So, yeah. Hey, Diego, what is your website? I wanna, I wanna pull that up and put it in the link for everybody to get to your website to look at some of your
12: games. It's here, yet another color computer site. Okay, so that's,
0: <laughs> that's Y-A- <what> <laughs> yaccs.info.
12: That's right.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna copy and paste that into the YouTube chat, and then let people get to that, right? So that's... um. Yet another site.info and then from there you can get over to some of his other projects. So let me yeah. go back to full screen for just a second here, right? So, um, oh, you're sharing yours, right? So we yeah. have my programs, what is a Coco, favorite programs, my Coco hardware, right? So if you click on my programs, that would This is neat too. I I like this how you have this screen here. So, like for example, if I want to see felines, I would click on felines, right? And right. that's that's actually uh a link and that takes you to the thing so that's really neat how and you have your arrow keys and what does that do that takes me back up and here's my escape break key over here <laughs> that's pretty clever and you've made your whole page have the cocoa green background and have a kind of a cocoa yeah. font um, so uh yeah so what are some of the other games you have on here that which oh mine camp uh, right this mine camp is looking this was the original
12: yeah, mine Camp. this is the original one right yeah this is the old one then uh just hit the uh, yeah okay the MC2 will be the last the latest one
0: okay now look at this these graphics look really nice you know you have a gift my my friend here of, um, <laughs> making some things yeah that looks really nice
12: thanks yeah well it's been Oh, like 30 years, just basic. I got to learn. Yeah, right?
4: <laughs>
0: That's cool. So you can actually did, you can actually, oh, somebody's asking, did Roku just die? Um, I'm not sure if, if um, and, and Roger Taylor was here before Coco Tower. I don't know if he put I um, I don't know if he put a time limit on how long the Roku stream was going to go, but we're, we're coming up on three hours. So he might have, uh, his time limit might have uh, just ended. Um no, that's cool. So thanks for sharing that, um, Diego. Wish. And um ask anybody have any other uh things you want to add to that, questions, comments, um, panel discussion, Q and A.
4: That'd be
2: yeah. pretty well covered it. Yeah.
10: Yeah, I mean just a suggestion I made earlier, like you said it made the flicker worse though, which uh I guess would, would be bad, but uh trying to do your math calculations between like if I understood your code correctly, the first get it was or first put was to blank the background. Um,
12: 1020, I think it was. So yeah, this one, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it puts back the the background. The background. Yep. So okay, and then, then your
10: that h get in line 1040 is getting the background you're going to be going over top of.
12: That's right. And then you put the. And then I put the the actual graphic at the end. What's that? Or is that put. the preset one? Is
10: that the ten forty as well? The CP, comma preset? Yeah. Oh
12: yeah. Yeah, right right immediately after it. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, so okay. you might wanna you might want to put some of the calculations between the put. So right. yeah, because well, right
10: now it's gonna put the blank of the background, which is basically erasing your cat, and then you're doing the if V calculations and G V equals int all while it's blanked.
9: Mm-hmm. Which will add to the yeah. flicker.
12: So oh, yeah, I'll see. So if you have another set, of,
10: if you have another cu- a couple of variables for what the old position was that you're going to be getting or putting the background back on, you could just kind of save your H put until right before your H H gets to yeah. put the cat, and that might yeah, be a yeah, maybe them. do
0: maybe do all the math first, then erase it and then put it, and that way on your next cycle it's got to do some more math before it blanks it, so it would delay the time, because it seems like you've got a blank, then you're doing math and you've got to put so if you kind of just change the order of some of that, that might create that natural pause and allow the the thing we want to see to be on screen longer.
12: Yeah, actually, yeah, I have this, this routine here that the 1050 goes to move the mouse. I can actually just put it between the graphics and that will give it some delay.
2: Yeah, cool. It pro- probably pay, pays to just copy the variables in the hput command to just temporary other variables, then you can do your calculations. So you effectively got two sets of calculations, but you do the H put with the backup copies of the original values and then immediately after it mm-hmm. put the H put I mean you use yeah, exact variables, but at least at least the, the yeah the delay between the put and the, the two H puts are minimized.
10: Yeah, and that's what's creating, I think, the flicker the most because you're, yeah. you're blanking it out and then you're doing all your ifs and ints and all that stuff and then you draw yeah. it back on. And in between, there's there's no cat on the screen.
0: No. And so if you just move the blanking after the math and then the put is on there, then you have that natural pause in the next cycle where it's got to do math before it blanks it and puts it again.
10: Yeah, and that's where Nick is, is, is saying that you have to keep copies of the variables because you're changing
0: yeah, yeah putting the background on the two. So just
2: yeah, copy them beforehand.
10: Yeah, so you have to make like a, a backup copy of his original x y coordinates that you're putting the background yeah. on the first into a, into an
2: H, H it GV.
0: Yeah. But hopefully, yeah,
10: that you a, cut a, the flicker down, and you wouldn't have to introduce the pause states. Hopefully, if it's if it cuts it down enough, and then you can have the speed and less flicker.
0: What is that thing it just Oh that's like a a trampoline that he just jumped on?
12: Yeah. Yeah that that's one of the things I don't like too much on how the graphic is looking. Need to figure out something. And I need to clean this up. This is just
8: garbage.
0: Yeah. Nah, yeah, it's nice though. It's a it's a good quality, you know, it's got a good quality look to it. It doesn't look like a homemade game. Um so that's cool. That's cool. Now do
12: that on you, a Commodore
4: sixty four. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah.
12: I, all right, yeah, but- I'm, I'm actually writing uh, doing some a video series of, of course, in Spanish. I'm not going to get in anyone's business here um, about uh, learning to program in basic. I'm trying to do it for uh, all the popular computers down here in South America. And now that I want to try to do something about graphics, I've been reading the Commodore manuals, mm-hmm. and I want to shoot myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, there's no way. I, I I would have hated to buy a Commodore computer, turn on BASIC, and say, "And how am I supposed to use this? I just gotta poke everywhere." That's that's not you basic.
2: That's- just buy games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, pirate them.
10: That's no,
2: that's so the Commodore way.
0: Uh, You could probably stop your screen sharing now, right? I think we've probably seen enough of that. But um, I I like that. And hopefully, you'll have some takeaways. And maybe if you're in Discord now, too, right, Diego? Uh,
12: No, not yet. But I
0: will. Okay. So, yeah, we can carry the conversation on in Discord. And hopefully, by next week, you'll have something to show off that, um, you know, some of the uh, changes that you made. Um, Well, uh, successful core dump. Yeah, it was a good core dump for sure. I played the flushing sound. I'm just
2: kidding. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I like that.
0: Uh I, I I had a similar thing. I'm I'm kinda going through the same thing of cosmic aliens. I'm trying to figure out some ways to improve uh variables and and reduce reduce calculations, you know. And so it is really interesting that you can do a fair amount of optimizing and basic just by changing the order of things and and stuff and and um you know I for a long time I programmed every day of my life from probably like 1981 till probably 1999 you know so I probably had a, almost a good two decades of of programming all the time and your brain. Yeah. Your brain stays fresh with thinking like the computer, because in a way you do have to kind of think like the computer in order to take advantage of that machine, but you know we're we 're going on probably twenty years since i 've done any programming myself, so my brain is not naturally thinking the way the machine does, and so um, you know so sometimes you have to optimize the way you think about interacting with the machine, you know change your paradigms and and sometimes little tiny changes can make a big difference. Especially in BASIC, because BASIC is such a slow language in itself. So when you can make these little tiny hacks, you can really speed up a lot of different things. Uh, And I'm finding that by playing with that and changing the way I organize my lines and things like that, it can make a difference, you know?
10: Yeah, and learning the confines of BASIC and working within them is another, too. Like, don't try to pull off something that would require machine language or a sprite chip or something, like understand what the commands are limited to, and then, you know, kind of build the game in such a way that it takes advantage of that. Right.
6: Can, can I ask a question? Sure. Would it be faster to use a lookup table for positions of the cats rather than calculate it all the time and trying to simulate the physics?
12: I, I actually did that. Problem was that it was taking just too long to get the lookup table. It was taking like five or six, six, six seconds. Do that. Okay. Maybe
0: maybe it seems like you and I have some similar things going on in our programs, Diego. So maybe you and I can get off, can offline compare notes and try a few things because, um, if if you want, I, I can show you kind of what I'm doing right now with mine. And, and, um, and so I'll just, I'll try to make this make sense. But, um, and this kind of answers the question that Al was talking about. Um, is as, as can you get a lookup table going? And I'll show you kind of what I've done sort of to achieve that. Now, the version I'm dealing with, actually I'm gonna show you two different versions, and I don't know if I can. I can't, right now I'm using one of John Strong's tools that he's given me, which is very helpful. It doesn't. It's not quite like Notepad++, but it. The, the nice thing about this is I'm actually working on the disk image. Okay, so what I've done for for my um, situation with Cosmic Aliens is I've realized that my screen is basically um, 16, uh, 16 blocks across by 12 blocks. So what I've done, the first thing I've done is I've created uh, the ability to read those numbers into arrays right here if you can see it. But I'm basically saying um, I'm going to take the number 0 and I'm going to multiply that by 16, so that gives me 0. My first position will be multiplied by 16, that gives me 1. My third one will be multiplied by 16, which is 32. You know, So I've taken all of the screen positions for myself. I've done a little routine to do the math and put them into an array. So I know where they all are and I can look them up very quick just by saying you know, I can uh, come up with two X and Y coordinates and know where they're going to be on the screen. So by me putting all that stuff into variables and into array variables, I have the ability to quickly calculate X and Y positions without doing any math. Um, And and by me eliminating the math and also by doing it through variables, those two things have sped things up. Because one of the things that they mentioned in the Facebook group is that if you're having your computer multiply, multiplies and divides are very slow and basic. So Especially I, with
10: the sensor floating point.
0: Yeah, so I did all my multiplications in advanced and then stored them in a, in a variable array. So the multiplication was done once at the beginning of the program and now I'm just doing adds. And I'm also only adding a variable now instead of a constant. So between those two things, that has sped up things considerably. Um, so this is kind of like my lookup table is I have all of my grid positions Uh, of my X and Y coordinates. And I actually have not only the starting locations but the end locations. So I don't have to do any math to know where the end of my put is either. I have basically a top left coordinate and a bottom right coordinate all pre-calculated and stored in an array so I know where everything is going to be. And I've designed my game where everything is always going to fit into these same boxes, and these boxes Mm -hmm. never move. So yours is going a little bit more gradiently by a pixel-by-pixel basis where mine is going block-by-block-by-block. So I'm moving 16 pixels every time. So not the same thing, but a similar approach could probably be stored to create these lookup tables in advance, do all the math in advance, and then just compare them to an array. Um, and by having them in a variable state versus a constant, and by doing them with an addition versus a multiplication, those two things will probably speed you up, if that made any sense.
12: Yes, it did.
0: So um, that's kind of like what I'm working on right now. And that's all kind of internal stuff that nobody's going to see that in your program. You know, there's, there is no visual benefit that somebody can say, "Oh my God, this guy just changed the way he's handling his variables, and and look how pretty the colors now are, are now because of that." Right? So there's <laughs> there's there's no benefit visually, but hopefully performance-wise, little hacks like that might gain you some some benefits. You know?
4: Yeah. Yep. yep. When, once Alan before. Huffman
10: gets his, uh, maybe it's online now. It was offline yesterday, but he had his whole optimizing basic, which had a whole bunch of cool tricks, some including I'd never even heard of. Like if you want to do a constant zero, don't put in zero, put in just the dot. The period. Yeah, but it's faster. I uh, put in just a period. Yeah. Okay. And he has a ton of things like that, like little, yeah. little tips.
0: So. Yeah. Jason had given me a disk image that was off the Color Computer archive or is a program giving you a lot of tips to speed up BASIC, you know. And and, and it mentioned that. That's where I got that tip from the thing that Jason sent me was, you know, don't add a constant add a variable. Because it's faster for the interpreter to look up the variable in memory than to convert what's in your code back to a number, right? It's because everything the basic interpreter has to does, it has to interpret what you've done versus what your processor is doing in assembly. So little tricks and like and that. And it
10: keeps reinterpreting, too. I mean, that's the problem with basic because it's not compiled in any way, shape, or form. If you do a go to to a line that has you know, a, you know, a, a constant, it has to recalculate the constant again, even if it's already done it before, that's one advantage nine does because it goes through and figures out what are all constants, pre-makes them
0: properly, and then they become the equivalent of variables even though they are constants. And so it basically has to be re-translated every single time. Yeah. Whereas a variable is stored in, the, in memory now, so it's just pointing to something in RAM. So it's not having to It's pointing to the already converted, fixed up. Yeah, version, yeah. So it's already converted. It's already stored in RAM, so now it's just pulling it from RAM without having to translate it every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's neat. So I think these are kind of cool discussions. I don't know if we put anybody to sleep. Now I feel like this is my chance to be like David. <laughs> this is my chance to be like David yep. Ladd and make somebody's go to head to. explode. On, go sub yeah, on go, to, on put, go sub. get. Array, two-dimensional array, <laughs> variable versus constant. <laughs> um, cool. So did we help you at all, Diego?
12: Yeah, pretty Aaron? much. I think uh, at least it's going to get somewhat better and ideally it's going to get much better.
0: Yeah, and and Jim Gary says, but don't use too many variables, it's a trade-off. And I think I just discovered that last night when I tried to do that too. I tried to compare one array table versus another array table and now it's slowed it down. So I think I've got to take one step back. Um, But what I ended up doing was, for me to do my offsets to my aliens, I've loaded all those offsets into arrays as well. So I'm not having to do the math as much, I'm just having to add one value from array that automatically adds or subtracts to my XY coordinates. And when I did it just that way, it sped it up. But when I tried to take all of my table of XY coordinates and put that in another array, and compare two two two-dimensional arrays Within the same get put statement, I've now slowed down my uh, game. So you can you can over efficiency size what you're doing mm-hmm. and have a and have a, a negative impact on your performance. So I guess it's about it's a yeah. it's a, and There's it's other a,
10: tricks too, like you know if you re, if your program is roughly finished, renumber with you know just single uh, as as low as line numbers as you can. Right, renum um,
0: zero comma zero comma one, and that just takes. If you a if rem- you're
10: doing variable names, make your most common variable names dim them first. So that the, the first ones to look up when it's trying to hunt through the variable list to find them. Single character ones analyze a bit faster than double character ones. So your most common variables should be like single letters, not doubles. I mean that might be harder to read. So you might have to yeah. make some remarks for yourself. So that's the trade off there, but it will run a bit faster.
12: Okay. Yeah. Those are a lot of things that I didn't know. I guess I need to watch Alan's videos.
4: Uh,
0: yep. yeah, well, these are good discussions. So join us on discord. We do have a basic, sure. uh, uh, text channel open so we can have basic discussions in there too. Um, like one of the ones I threw out this morning was I was trying to use the uh, disabled break key and, uh, from the, from the 500 pokes, peaks and execs books. And I've tried a few different versions of what's in that book. I can't get the break key disabled to work. So I know there's some people out there who have made that work. So hopefully, um, Somebody's going to help me answer that question, and, and I, because supposedly just by disabling the break key, you speed up your program, you know, 10, 15, 20 percent, because it just reduces one more thing that your interpreter has to look for now. Um, so uh, lots of things you can do, little things here and there. Uh, you know, and you just uh, educated a lot of us to that hack to the put where it automatically puts with the transparency. I've never even conceive that because when I've done it on a Cocoa 1 and 2, I've had to come up with my own techniques to erase the background with a negative mask and then paste it on a foreground and, and come up with some hacky ways to achieve transparency. You've come up with a, you know, a a very efficient way to do that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said,
12: that was Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Paul Thayer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And Paul Um, might've gotten some of that knowledge from Simon. You know, there's a lot of knowledge sharing going on around here, which is great. So, Simon Jonas and the Madman. So, um, cool. Was that so this was a good. Was this a good first uh, debut of the segment? Everybody. Sure. So this conclude, this concludes a floor dump. <laughs> so Grant Leedy has changed his um, changed his thing to a to a poop emoji. So there's no toilet paper here. He so already that, dumped his core. By the looks of it. So it looks like Grant's <laughs> just done a brain dump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't You're you looking at the core that. of Grant there. That's what yeah. the
11: Grant's based on.
1: So it's uh, the first time that Stevie has ever exploded my brain, because he definitely did it this time.
4: hmm
0: Well, I, it's my turn to play the the, the part of David <laughs> Ladd today is played by Steve Strowbridge. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, good good talk guys i like that so we're, we're 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 now at three hours have we beat this one to death uh yep <laughs> okay so um another good cocoa talk anybody have any closing things you want to say anything you want to plug things we should be thinking about words of wisdom perhaps uh, an inspirational thought you on your computer cable cocoa three scar. Uh, I want to say this. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, uh, um, I'm going to get a little, uh, uh, sentimental here for just a minute. I want to say thank you to everybody here and everybody who's been here before, because, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, I asked a question about motivation. You know, how, what do you guys do to stay motivated? And for me, one of the things that does motivate me, even though I don't actually achieve too much. Um, what does motivate me is the fact that there there are a lot of people out there who are doing things, like Bruce Moore with Forest of Doom and Coco Forever, and Nick Moretti's working on his blogs and his programs. So there's enough people out there who are actually doing and achieving things that it does give inspiration. You know, Rick Adams working on his latest game. So, you know, so all you guys out there who are doers, I want to say thank you because it's definitely been motivating me and I'm trying to be a lot more involved with working on my game right now. So I'm like I'm in the zone and I have not been in the zone on a programming project in 20 years. So right now it's like. I feel like this must be what you guys have been feeling like for a long time, those of you working on your projects and making things. Um, I'm starting to get into that feeling, and it's a good feeling. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's provided inspiration to the community. You're welcome.
12: Yeah. Steve, you are one of those, okay? No problem. You're, you're an inspiration also, at least to me and I believe to everyone else.
0: I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> yeah, please explain. <laughs> that sounds like it sounds like another core dump is about to take place here. So, uh, <laughs> um, it's a
10: small room. He's got to be able to fit his head in there. So that's not complete. Man, it is
0: uh,
6: starting to stink in here.
0: So, does anybody else have any parting thoughts they wanted to say before we start the uh, train wreck outro?
9: Buy my stuff, or the dog gets it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> BoysonTech.com, on tech.com coco three scart cable.com anyone else on sale now parting thoughts words of wisdom all right well we're going to start the first half of the outro so you have a minute to think about it if you want to come back with some some stuff so here we go kids this concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at CocoTalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to Coco Talk at Cocotalk.live. If you love the color computer like we do, then visit imacoconut.com for all your color computer links needs. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, visit the Patreon link on our site at Cocotalk.live. Cocotalk would not exist without the community and its cast and crew. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morentes, Ron Del Vaux, Rick Adams, Jason Ryker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Karen Anscombe, There's Simon Johnison, Wayne Batson, Brian Joyce, John Strong, and Barry Nelson. Special thanks to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and Brian Joyce for our best of episodes and bonus content. Please help support Stevie, the Cocoa Crew by visiting of some of its contributors. Yes. The Cocoa Crew podcast at CocoCrew.com. I can't hear you right Glenside Color Computer that. Club, host of Cocoa Fest at GlensideCCC.com. Jim Brain and Retro Innovations at Go, the number four, Retro Com. Tandy Where you return all at at your voice on technology products. Voice on Technologies at b o y s o n tech. Great guy, com. I like him. Get I your own switcheroo well. at CocoMan.biz. and Cloud Nine Technologies at cloud the number nine techcom Coco Talk is hosted by Steve Strobridge, co-hosts, technical director, yeah, like segment hosts, and producers: Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Grant Leedy. Mark Overhole's. we need to Ron add Nick Morenti's now Jason for Leichert. his production segment. Steve New <laughs> York, the Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Shellar, mix mastered and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Coco forever, people, and let's not forget a very special thank you to Roger Taylor for getting us on the Coco TV channel on Roku. Two
9: guys, two stooges, and a good guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there is something that Brian Joyce has given me that I have to find out because it's not coming up. So we'll do that in our um we're gonna do that right now. We're gonna do it live. So Brian. Live. Has, Brian has created another cool clip. And Uh-oh. um and I do have it queued up somewhere, but I just need I just need to find it and um so i'm gonna go ahead and pull up my google drive right now and i i don't remember if he has it under if i put it under bumpers or commercials uh what is this these are my bumpers i should probably do a search right if i was smart i would yeah. probably do that but i'm not smart so uh, <laughs> uh, just be so, careful not pull up your porn It's midget porn. It doesn't take up as much (laughs) space. So um, Uh, uh, uh. Compressed porn. Here's our Cocoa teasers. Where the hell is it? Where the hell is it? I don't even know where the hell I put it. He gave it to me. Maybe it's in my creator's space. I don't freaking know. Hold on one second here. Uh, I could have sworn I put it in. um, There we go. You guys ready for this? This is a world premiere.
11: Do it live.
4: Oh, God. (laughs) There you go,
0: <laughs> so I know I have oh, it cu yeah. I know I have it queued oh. up, but um it just hasn't played in the playlist yet when I run my and and I
9: thought we could we couldn't lower our standards <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, oh, had, he, little faith.
0: he um he he raises the production value with these little clips here so if it wasn't for those clips, this show would be nothing, so um. <laughs> Good stuff. I think stuff.
12: it's a division by zero error. Yes,
0: yes. So Nick Marota had to go. He says, sorry for leaving Skype. Suddenly, computer crashed. Yeah, uh, I can relate. So um, to the computer crashes. Uh, good show, guys. Uh, so now we are in the post-credit part of the discussion. So did anybody think of anything you wanted to say before we completely wrap up this show? You'll get one more chance <laughs> if you can't think of it now. Um, everyone you good? You with your cocoa? Go online with your cocoa. Let me take this time to acknowledge everybody in the live chat, right? So Tim Franklin has been here. Al Hartman, Boyson on Tech, John Linville, Retro Innovations, uh, Boy on Tech, Paco Atocte Terry Steen, uh, Dr. X0079, Retro Innovations, Disney Saints fan. Diego was in the live chat. Grant Leedy was in the live chat. Uh, Mark Overholzer in the live chat. Uh, on vacation at Starbucks, no less. Sixy, Karen Anscombe was here. Davey Mitchell from sunny Scotland. Um, Nick Marota, Extructus Productions, Expelliamus, and Ed Snyder has been here. Ken, Ken Make It, the brother of Jason, record. Um, it, was, it was in the live chat. Uh, Terry Steen in the live chat. Wayne Campbell. We have not heard from Wayne in a while, so it was nice to have. Wayne Campbell in the live chat, and, and did I mention Ed Snyder was in the live chat, and John Linville was in the live chat, and we had Jacob, I don't know if it's Riddle or Rydell. Jacob's somebody who watches my other YouTube channel where I do Minecraft videos. He's probably under the age of 18 and has never heard of a Cocoa or a Retro, so he came in here probably dumbfounded by what the hell we were talking about. Um, Ed Snyder and Wayne Campbell and Nick Morota, Tim Franklin, and a bunch of chat going on here. So yeah, Jim Gary. With all of his um, just words of wisdom, Sixy. Um, <laughs> Sixy says, please no Coco Talk, full Monty, right? So, yeah, there's not going to be any full Monty here under Coco Talk. All right. So, anything else, guys?
1: I just would probably say we probably need to plug uh, VCF and uh, Tandy Assembly because they're both coming up in the near future.
0: We certainly do. So, VCF and Tandy Assembly. Yes, TandyAssembly.com, VCF Midwest. Well, Grant and I will be there. Jim Brain will be there. Probably some more people will be there. So um, make sure you check those out. All right. One more slice of credits here, and then one more chance to say goodbye, and then we're going to say goodbye.
4: Hi, this is
11: Antonio Jimenez, author of such projects such as The Stevie Throw Devil and the SD Pack. And you're watching Coco Talk. Three, two, go.
2: <laughs> I'm
0: buying, you're making faces. Okay. <laughs> you, you have a you're rolling, Curtis. You say whatever, whatever you want to say. Well, give me some kind of guideline. Um, hi, this is Curtis Boyle. Hey, this is Eric, and you're listening to Coco Talk. All right, we're rolling. You say whatever you want to say, David. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I can't even faces say, you faces <laughs> at
3: Nation, world's leading, weekly, Any yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. kind of computer, <laughs> something
9: like that. Yeah.
0: Alright, I'm soon. Playing Dagger is like that idiot from the book. <laughs> You're watching Coco Talk. <laughs> Thank you, David. I now get back up there for one second. Oh, jeez. What? What, what, what? Let's get some drive wire TTL. No. ESP. No, we don't need any <laughs> drive wire <or> TTL. <laughs> yes, yes, Chris the, Wells,
1: the the part greatest part of
4: the show on <laughs>
1: Crew of people. people? Hi, Ron Delbo, Timberman. I guess. To uh, experience Cocoa Fest, oh, okay. like, you must come. I mean, I brought uh, the only working MC10. Uh, I could not get. I could, I could,
3: could <laughs> <be> not <laughs> get.
11: Could not get.
2: it Ah, by a certain
11: someone you know. Oh.
1: <laughs> the world's leading weekly Cocoa
5: talk show.
0: Yeah, something like that.
5: Yeah. Hi, this is Rick Adams, and I'm the author of Couple of Jake Shanghai, and now Bomb Threat. And uh, you're uh, listening I'm to yeah, Stephen's Grove on Cocoa Talk. Eight slot MPI, you know, floppy drive, Cocoa
6: SDC, um, Sound Speech Pack, Orchestra 90, RS 232 Pack, Modem Pack, uh, Super IDE. You start adding all those together if you want them all usable at the same time. Well, guess what? You just went over the four slot MPI
0: wow all i can say is wow all i can say is wow all right good show guys final chance for your final thoughts anyone anyone bueller
11: (laughs) are we going to have a after dark
0: uh possibly who knows we'll talk about that later i can't answer i can't answer for myself right now but where do
11: we decide that
0: uh, in Discord, where all the yeah, cool kids hang out, right? Exactly. So, we'll talk about that in Discord. My family just got home, it's about dinner time, so we're yeah, gonna, go, we're to gonna eat. go eat. All right, guys. Th- hey, Nick, Nick Morentes, thank you for that uh segment. Diego, thanks for joining us. Steve Batson, thanks for being here. Al Hartman, Richard Lorbieski, thank you. I think. Uh, Curtis Boyle, thank you. Ron Delvaux, thank you. Grant yep. Leedy, as always. Coco Man, thank you. Um, so we're going to end this train wreck. Thanks guys. All right. Where's the train wreck? Hold on. Where's the train? There we go. There's the train wreck. (laughs) The core dump is complete. We're signing off. (laughs) Uh, Disney saints fan says, thanks guys. Thank you. Disney saints fan. All right. We're out of here. People.